0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, 45 episodes, guys. This is 45. It's insane. There's only 52 weeks in the year. Yeah.
1: So there you go. It's crazy we've
0: been doing it this long. It is. Almost
1: a whole year. I mean, seriously. And the last six months have been epic. Yeah. Like, I mean, just these guest lists are insane. Yeah, seriously. We have another great show this week. That's right. We got Oprah yet? No, no. We do have this week, though, the one and only Mr. Feeney himself, yes. William Daniels, and oh his goodness. amazing wife Bonnie Bartlett, yes, uh, which you might know from Twins and Little House on the Prairie, and even also Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Four Emmys uh, between them, epic, epic, and the one and only Jeremy Gordon. That's right from America's Hottest Podcast, America 2.0. Yeah, he put the cast together. Yeah, the phenomenal cast, Lauren yeah. Fishburn. Freaking Patrick J. Adams. I mean, so many. So many. It's going to be a blast.
0: It's going to be great. It's gonna be great. But have you guys seen we're crazy at media now? Crazy Ant media. Go, go follow us everywhere oh. at crazy at media. Just wanted to say it. Just wanted to say it at first. But let's get started with some <laughs> industry news. Let's get started with some industry What's news. What's going on?
2: What's the happening? The Golden
0: Globes. The nominations Whoa. came out, mm. so we're gonna talk about those.
2: I heard there were some snubby snubs. There, there a there
0: little were bit.
1: Some
2: snubby snubs.
0: Yeah, and
1: then some obvious like choices. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's we'll go category by category. Let's do it. And let's uh, let's talk about it. So you want to, what do you want to start with best motion in picture drama first of all, for anybody out there who's not familiar, the Golden Globes actually break up the best picture category into two separate categories, which to me has never made sense. Yeah. but whatever they do drama and then they do best picture, musical or comedy,
0: yeah.
1: And this year, I gotta really say, there's a couple on the musical comedy list that should probably be on the drama list, yeah. and on the drama list that should probably be on the musical comedy. Or can they just not do it and just make it all? I mean, right? One I, thing. Yeah, I feel there's like there's still trying some to,
2: genres that you're like just excluding. Yeah, exactly. well, and I
1: feel like they're just they, they're they're trying to be politically correct because they don't want to leave anybody off the list. Yeah, you know, let's make. We can do ten films, and if we break it up into two categories, yeah, I'm right. like the Oscars. It'll, it'll be like, okay. You know, five. It's like, yeah. no, just pick five. Yeah. And like, you Best know.
0: picture, most popular picture. Like, get out of yeah. here. Yeah. Oh god, remember
1: <laughs> that? Go back and listen yeah. to the old. We'll find that. Uh, I mean, what an yeah. awful idea oh, that my was for the uh, Oscars. But okay, Golden Globes. Let's break it up first. Best motion picture, drama. Drama. All right. Here are the cat. Uh, I mean the uh, nominees: Black Panther, Black Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody. A lot of music in that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if Beale Street Could Talk and A Star is Born, yet mm-hmm. another lot of music. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So. Um,
0: <laughs> those, those are some good ones. Those yeah. are some really good yeah. ones.
1: I'm not at all surprised by A Star is Born. Yeah. I am not at all surprised by Bohemian Rhapsody. I am not at all surprised by Black Panther. Um, I haven't seen If Beale Street Could Talk yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I mean, I haven't seen it, I so I, I'm going to yeah. reserve judgment on that. Um, Black Klansman? Mm-hmm. I loved the film. I enjoyed it. I gave it five out of five stars. I really liked it. I'm a big Spike Lee fan. I thought all the performances were good. I don't think it's a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Not for the Oscars, not for the Golden Globes. What
0: Was this the one where you were going to put uh, Vice in its place? Yes. Mm. I would put Vice mm. in its place. Mm.
1: But... Vice is on the com- comedy music. I know, that's like, so weird. What? But see, understand. that's what we're talking about, though. In the Oscars, that's not the case. Yeah. And if you're going to pick, I think Vice has to go there instead of Black Klansman. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You're trying to do diversity. You got Black Panther and Black Klansman. And, you know, the Golden Globes and the Oscars are always hammered about yeah. diversity, diversity. It's so white. Oscars so white, blah, 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 blah. But if you're going to do, in my opinion... Diversity, you already got Black Panther up there. Put crazy rich Asians, not yeah. Black Klansmen. Yeah, it was just as entertaining, it was shot just as well. The performances were just as good, just my opinion. Yeah. Nothing against Spike Lee or the film. I loved the film, I just don't think it's best picture worthy. Like, uh, I,
0: I think it is. It's great, it's a great film. No, it's, so it's so good. It's so good. I agree. I just don't think, yeah, Tavia,
2: what do you think? I've not seen either of those. Ooh, ooh.
0: Oh, oh, recommended.
2: I know I don't <laughs> have time for yeah, movies right you now. Have I don't I just
1: so much on your uh, plate. It's true. Uh, yeah. It's true. I, w- I really do recommend both of them though. Yeah. Go see Black Klansman. go see Crazy Rich Asians. Tell me what you think, you know? Yeah. Like, tell us what you think. Which yeah. one do you think should be up there because when it comes Oscar time in a couple of months, only one can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. S-
0: all right, Best Actress in a Motion Picture: uh, Glenn Close, mm-hmm. Lady yep. Gaga, Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, Man. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: and Lady Rosa Gaga. Monkite.
0: Yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah, this is a good category. Yeah, and this is tough. Yeah, but I mean, Lady Gaga. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. I mean, on the first category, I think it's gonna be A Star Is Born. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's gonna be A Star Is Born. And in this one, I think uh while all the rest of them probably really fantastic, I've seen most of those films. Um, it's gonna be Lady Gaga. Yeah. Lady Gaga's gonna carry this home every which way possible. Yeah. Golden Globes, Oscar, the Grammys. She's gonna get every award she can get for this and well deserved, in would, my opinion. It was well- just des- an amazing film. Random question Do they
2: put lady gaga on her trophy and like is that what it's announced as right or they, like, her real that, name yeah mm.
1: no that is her stage name and okay it will be that's how it will be announced oh, okay. mm. um but what
0: about on the trophy it they'll put the trophy is like whatever
1: she wants on mm. there yeah i mean the paychecks and sag and all the you know all the union work that's you know yeah. her real name most likely but yeah she could put whatever she wants on there and she will be announced as lady gaga mm. although oddly enough you know sam elliott funny story that we read about this right? sam Elliott said what 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 am i what am i doing here because i'm not calling you lady i'm not calling you miss gaga <laughs> yeah like, like how's this gonna go and, and she so she said you just call me by my real name here it is and so they developed a little yeah, relationship and cool. apparently sam elliot's like this is what i'm going you know yeah, so he's like, i mean a, i i would guess then she just went by her real name on the set all yeah. the time so i mean that's you know cool.
0: I can just see him say, I'm not going to call you Lady Gaga.
1: Miss <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Gaga. Uh, well, like, I mean, true, though. Like, I mean, come that's on. funny. It that seems all right.
0: Yeah. But, um, all right. Best actor in a motion picture Bradley Cooper, oof, mm. William Defoe, Lucas Hedges, Rami Malik. I, mm, I, ne- I don't ever know. Uh, John David Washington. Oh, there's there's a lot of good ones on uh, that, there's that one a too. A lot
1: of good ones on there. Yeah,
0: um, Bradley Cooper, A Star Is Born, William Defoe at Eternity's Gate, Lucas Hedges, Boy Race, and Malik uh, Bohemia, Rhapsody, City, and Washington Black Clansman.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, don't don't you think whoever wins the best motion picture should probably get the best actor as okay. well? Probably, I mean,
1: but I, I my my money here is um, at least for the Golden Globes willem dafoe or john david washington because i think that uh rami malek and bradley cooper will negate each other yeah you think so i do Mm. i mean i I just my opinion yeah i mean but i I don't know if i was voting it would go to bradley cooper right but that's just me if i'd get i'd they'd sweep I mean, A Star is Born would sweep. Yeah. Just, like, send everybody home. Yeah. And, I mean, that's my opinion, but... It's just so good. It's just so good. It really is. Like, it really is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It re- I mean, Fabia, <laughs> you gotta see it. You really do. I, I know, mean, I
2: know. I have a, such a long list of movies to catch up on. That like,
1: one, if you, it, it, if you really want to get pumped, get in the mood, and just be like, I gotta see this movie, click on the soundtrack real quick, and you'll be like, shit, I gotta go see this movie, because yeah. it's it's it the soundtrack it basically walks you through the movie yeah it it, it's in order of what takes place in the movie so i mean but it's epic yeah
2: well i will have almost two weeks off so
0: there you go go. see see a movie a day now switching Uh things up a little bit i i know we were just talking about the golden globes but have you seen the new avengers trailer
1: Oof.
2: um yeah i did
1: oh my god yeah oh we're gonna think? yeah we're gonna talk about that in a minute yeah. and oh my gosh yeah yeah so saying. much to say about that even one thing that we saw today and we'll get into that but uh okay now here's my thing though best motion picture musical or comedy there it is crazy rich asians this is my beef like you can't have both in the oscar time it's not it can't be both which one do you pick right i made my my pick crazy <laughs> but okay and then uh the favorite green book mary poppins returns and vice mm. like why is vice why is vice like no. have you seen the trailer it's have you like, watched the movie it has movie, nothing guys? to do with like, music at no. all while there's some comedic tone in there with like george bush yeah. you know w not, not, uh, HW, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some comedy because there's some laughable moments yeah. in that administration and, and throughout those years or whatever, but it is not a comedy. Yeah. It sure ain't a musical. They're yeah. not singing. Like, I, this should have been in drama. Yeah. Like, agreed. And, I am and,
2: looking forward to that one, though. I think that one will be a pretty good one. And,
1: yeah, did you notice who's not on the best actor list, either in the music or comedy or like, I mean, I I, I don't know, I, I I don't know. Yeah, I feel like who's missing? I, I, no, well, I, there's a couple of people I think in Vice that deserved leading roles, mm-hmm. and and didn't get it. Like I'm not taking it. I mean, Christian Bale's phenomenal, and he should be. But I mean, how do you not do uh, uh, Bush? Yeah, uh, you know he. I mean. You got to have the guy playing Bush on there as the leading actor. There is no Cheney without Bush. Yeah, like I mean, either Bushes. I mean, Cheney played a significant role in because it does kind of span his history, not just the the W administration. It spans his history, and both of the the Bushes were significant in his history. So I feel like you know, and he's hilarious in that 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 one clip when he's like getting them to. Be the vice president, yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's I, I don't know. I think uh, Sam Rockwell should be on the list. Yeah,
0: but oh man, that's just my opinion. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, craziness, craziness.
1: Okay, so uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Mary Poppins returns.
0: Mary Poppins oh. returns. I don't know, man. I've have we have we seen a trailer for that come out yet?
2: I
1: uh, haven't yeah, seen anything. Yeah, not, not, I don't think like a full out, you know, final. Yeah. This is it trailer. But yeah, we've seen a couple. Is it's, it is it out yet? Uh, no, no, no. So
2: it's nominated before it's even. Well, the yeah. Golden Globes are. See, this the foreign,
1: is what I don't like yeah, about the Golden yeah, Globes. Yeah, yeah. The Golden Globes are real tricky. It's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association does the Golden Globes, meaning that a lot of these films have been released foreign already oh. and they've seen them. Yeah. But a lot of people in America, while they're watching this awards show, the film hasn't even come out exactly. here in America yet, and they're like, "Well, how do you, you know, yeah, not?" Like I have but, no idea. Yeah, that's why <laughs> yeah. though the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. There's also some, uh, you know, questionable, like, if you, I mean, they're not like the Oscars. Yeah. You can buy. Mm. I'm going to take some heat for this, but <laughs> you can really kind of buy and sway the Hollywood yeah. Foreign Press Association. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you can put a lot of money and kind of, like, get the vote you want to get. Yeah. And, I mean, that just, I know the Oscars, you put ad campaigns yeah. out there and you kind of petition hard, but they still kind of vote. Yeah. Yeah, the Golden Globes is kind of like... Yeah, just, Your best yeah, picture's gonna be us, yeah. right? Uh, like, right uh, like, there's been some rumors for that for decades, and yeah. I just kind of feel like it's true. Mm. That said, yeah, most of the time, whoever wins the Golden Globe goes on to win the Oscar. that nah, shit. So, <laughs> well, mean, damn. majority of the time, yeah, there have been some exceptions, but the majority of the time, yeah. you win the Golden Globe, you don't even win the that. Oscar.
0: That's crazy. So, yeah.
1: Mm. 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 All right. Well, but
0: those uh, that happens in January, right? That, that is correct yeah the golden globes are in january so maybe we can make some predictions on the big categories before it comes out so that'd be a lot of fun absolutely
1: yeah and then all right so let's get into it best actress in a motion picture musical or comedy emily blunt from mary poppins returns mm-hmm. olivia coleman the favorite uh elise fisher for eighth grade i haven't seen that one yet and i, I, I really want to see really that good. i've heard it's really really good eighth grade yeah um I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, but I, I, directed I hear by it's uh,
0: really good. Bo Berman. Bur, Burham, uh, Berman. yeah, he was a comedian right. for a long time. Um, yes, yep. and I was like, wow.
3: Um,
1: Charlize Theron for Tully and who? one. she way deserves to be on the list. Tully was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and not many people saw it Yeah. because it limited release. We were fortunate yeah. enough to get it, and it was, I mean, unbelievable. Absolutely. Um, and Constance Wu. Definitely. She was amazing in Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Um, so that's a good list and that's a tough list. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tough list. Yeah, I'd like So to... you sure we're coming back and making predictions next right. month? I, mean, uh, I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. <sighs>
0: I know. It's hard.
1: Uh, Best actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy that might not be a musical or a comedy. (laughs) Christian Bale in Vice. (laughs) Like, maybe drama. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Mary Poppins Returns. Um, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, which, again, is this a comedy? Right. Like, Like, have you seen Green Book? I mean, I don't understand. I I, I don't know. Um, (laughs) Robert Redford for The Old Man and the Gun. And, uh... John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie, mm, man. I want to see that. one. I want to see that one. That's another one that hasn't been released yet. Yeah. But man, just even looking at the clips and the trailers, yeah. that looks freaking phenomenal. Yeah. And John C. Riley, yeah. Holy yeah. cow, the he's makeup awesome. right there. Yeah. Have you seen the trailers? Uh-uh. Oh my god. I just, I'm just man. a
2: fan of John C. Riley. Yeah. Awesome. Well,
1: in this category, since they're gonna deem it musical or comedy, yeah. this film. Is actually probably a comedy yeah. with a lot of I'd say dramedy because yeah. there is a lot of drama yeah. about the behind it the scenes like of it. Laurel yeah. and Hardy, but you sh- I'm sure there's a lot of comedy in it too. But I I want him. I, yeah. mean, I I'm not. We'll come back to it when we make our <laughs> picks. But I'm thinking, you know, yeah. John C. Uh, he should get it. I mean, just he looks phenomenal Agreed. in this film. It looks so good. I mean, seriously. I can't wait. Oh boy, here we go again. Another hard one. Man, we need a month to try to pick these things. Best actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. There's oh. another thing. They break up the lead actors, but then the supporting, it's just any film. Yeah. Like, for, we're not going to do drama or yeah. musical. We're just any, any. film. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're crazy. They're like a Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Get your shit together. <laughs> um, <laughs> so best actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. Amy Adams in Vice. Mm. Claire Foy for First Man. Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk. Emma Stone for the favorite, Rachel Weisz for the favorite. Mm. Mm. See, haven't that's, seen any of those. Yeah, I no, that's
0: gonna be... And I heard uh, some bad stuff about Claire Foy's performance in first man I, right
1: yeah that, that a lot of the reviews said she wasn't utilized to her full capacity yeah and was basically just a whiny token wife mm. and i feel like yeah i mean really because if you were the director of that film right and you didn't use her to the fullest capacity because she right. is freaking phenomenal yeah <laughs> but i have a hard time believing that because this is the same person who did uh um what you call it with uh um Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. What was it the the last year's big winner that wasn't the winner? Uh, La La Land. La La Land. Yeah. yeah, it's the same guy. La La Land. Mm. He's a brilliant director. Yeah. I have a hard time believing he didn't utilize yeah. Claire Foy. But I haven't seen the film, so I, yeah, I, I, I'll have to see it before I make a comment. Yeah, it looks good. It looks great. Yeah, there was looks- more controversy with that too, though. They apparently they skipped the whole point or part of when they. Uh, plant the flag on the moon. Ah, uh, yeah. And I heard yeah, about that. that. Whole, they yeah. wanted to make it, they didn't want to focus on America. They wanted to the make world. it a world yeah. accomplishment. But, but we damn, did it. We did it. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was an accomplishment for the world. Except, according to Steph Curry, we did not. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> play new. basketball, Steph. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, he, like, he, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand either. But <laughs> NASA kind of, you know, yeah. put him in his place. But, that's I mean, good. it's just like.
2: Is this the conspiracy's man. It's not going swear, away. Where? It's not going away. Like,
1: why non-believers? Would we, I mean, why would we lie
0: about it? I don't know. Kyrie Irving thinks the world's flat. It's fine.
1: It's true. Yeah. It, there's a I lot mean, of weird people out
2: there. There's a there's a lot of flat earthers. Yeah. Yeah. They're passionate people. Passionate people. They, passionate are. People. Like, they get seriously. upset. Like really upset. I saw this one guy when it was the, when Houston was flooding in that one storm, and he was like he because it because this is how things work yeah he took like a ball and was like pouring water over it he's like see the water just runs off it doesn't flood and he took a plate and poured water on it was like it floods because it's flat like the earth (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, calm down buddy (laughs) like you're not even oh Oh my gosh
1: that's hilarious yeah Wow. Wow. Anyway. (laughs) Wow. You know, if you tilt it, which the earth tilts on an axis, it'll fall off the plate. Uh, Not if it's flat, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Um, Okay, best supporting uh, in any motion picture. Uh, Marshala Ali. Um, just phenomenal actor. God, he's so fantastic. For Green Book, uh, Timothy Chalamet. For Beautiful Boy, Adam Driver. For Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant. Can you ever forgive me? And who I think should be on the uh, lead actor, but not Sam Rockwell for Vice. Um, mm, nice.
0: Mm. I give it to Adam Driver because he's from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. It, and he has a good performance in he, Black Klansman.
1: I will say he absolutely deserves the nomination. I think without him, Black Klansman, it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, he, he really is the guy that infiltrates. Yeah. The, I mean, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's an interesting, interesting, uh, if you haven't seen the story. Yeah. About, you know, a black man who infiltrates the KKK. But for people who don't know, it's actually a white man that yeah. goes with the black guy guiding him as yeah. to what to say and do, and he's pretending to be the black man. Such but a good story. As a white guy, yeah, yeah. if that made any sense. Any sense, sense. Oh, yeah. You got <laughs> to uh, so <laughs> like yeah, see the movie. Sounds kind of like Jr. you got to see the movie. It was exactly what happens. Yeah. It's just uh, if you don't think it makes sense, you got to see the movie. Exactly, <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> best motion picture animated. Ooh. Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai... Ralph Breaks the Internet, and I was thrilled to see this one. I was thrilled to see this one. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse makes it into the best animated category. That's like, awesome. It's not going to win, no. but I was thrilled that <laughs> it's in there. Yeah. Um,
0: but it's I, just, this film has gotten a lot of, like, love recently. It really has. Yeah. That's
1: because, like, as, uh, uh, like Ralph Breaks the Internet, apparently in Spider-Man Into the spider everybody's in it. Yeah. Like, there's all That's kinds crazy. of major, huge stars that are voicing all these characters, yeah. which is amazing. But Incredibles 2 is so good. I know. I think this one's going to be a battle between Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah. Agreed. And I think, Either
2: way, Pixar wins.
1: Uh, I mean, <laughs> is it? Yeah, Ralph breaks it. No.
2: No, it's yeah. not Pixar? No. No? It? Yeah? No? No? Maybe? We'll no. We'll get
1: back to you. We'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fat check. Uh, but incre- I'm hoping Incredibles too. Yeah. I mean, I'll, Ralph breaks the internet. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gal Gadot, everybody. Like, Gal Gadot. You know, just everybody. <laughs> but Incredibles 2 is just like. It was epic. It did not fail after how many twenty something. It didn't. Years.
0: I honestly thought it was either better
1: or almost better than the first one. I like, thought so too. I thought better. Yeah, I-, I just like, really thought the character development was yeah. there. The plot was fantastic. I just, I loved it. I did too. Yeah, I think it should win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it should. <laughs> and then uh, the category that no one cares about, except maybe the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, uh, best motion picture foreign language. I, I shouldn't say nobody cares that's about it. I mean, it is horrible. I, mean, I know. It's horrible. People care about it. People care about you. Capernon. I, I have no comments about these because I've seen <laughs> I know. Them. It's like. I, Girl. Um, Never Look Away. Roma. Roma, we can actually see, though. Is that that's. No, no, no. I thought that was one on Netflix, but maybe not. Hmm, I don't think so. Ma- no. Do know. Netflix no.
2: films get into these? Yeah. They do.
1: Cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, Shoplifters. Shoplifters. I'm going to go with shoplifters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you only say that because it's in English. That's
1: right. That's right. Ah, uh, uh, Here we go. Here we go. Best director for a motion picture. Now, see here, they don't break it up. They break up the best picture, but they don't. Best director, they just, no, we could do five. Mm.
0: Okay. Ralph Breaks the Internet is just Disney. It's not
1: Pixar. There you go. Either way, yeah. Disney wins. Yeah. Disney, Disney because just yeah. always going to win. <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, they crossed the seven billion dollar mark at the box office for the second out of three years damn like there and remember that list of 12 movies we talked about a couple of weeks yeah. ago that they've got coming out over the next 12 months that that just mm, they're mm. gonna freaking kill next year's box office
0: they're not um, asking for much no <laughs> no
1: the mouse house rules <laughs> uh best director this one mm, mm. this one's gonna be whoo mm. bradley cooper a star is born of course Uh, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. Mm. We got to look. I think Roma's on Netflix. Uh, Peter Farrelly, Green Book. Uh, Spike Lee, Black Klansman. Adam McKay for Vice. Mm -hmm. Mm. This one's going to be a tough one. Mm. But as I said at the top of the show, (sighs) I would just run the category and send everybody else home. Bradley Cooper, (laughs) Star is Born. Give it to him. I forgot that
2: he directed it, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's up for three Golden Globes um he is best actor best director and uh star is born is up for best picture and uh he's a producer so it means he gets a a trophy too so he could get three golden globes um it's crazy he's gonna just rake it in yeah we'll talk oscars in a couple of weeks from now on a show but i think he's gonna get two out of three of yeah because I think he'll be nominated for all three of those two best picture best director yeah. and best actor but I think he's gonna take two out of three yeah. we'll talk about that in a couple weeks here though that. I think he's got a good shot at all three I' was just saying I think he's got a good shot yeah um yeah best director motion picture and can we just say uh the song, the song. shallows is up yeah. also for best song uh original mm. uh song from uh, for a golden globe yeah um and apparently they're gonna perform yeah. That's like, gonna be epic. It is.
0: Don't they have like a special surprise? They or something? do. They've sure. already
1: announced that if it got picked for an Oscar nomination, they have this like epic out of the box, just creative, uh, um, showcase of how they want to sing it. You yeah. know, uh, presentation that they're gonna do at the Oscars. So they can't like. Yeah. I guess they're just gonna have to kind of do normal right. because like, you don't want to blow it for the <laughs> exactly. for the Oscars. And come on, it's gonna get nominated. Yeah. It got nominated for a Grammy, yeah. which we're about to talk about. It got nominated for the Golden Globe. Yeah. It's getting nominated for the Oscars. Yeah. We're talking about shallows, and we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Um, because we're moving to Grammys. The Grammys. The Grammy nominations came out the day after the Golden Globe nominations. Yep. And they've got some interesting ones too. Um album of the year, invasion of privacy, Cardi B. Yeah. By the Way I Forgive You, Brandy Carlisle, <laughs> Scorpion, Drake, Her, Her, and beer bongs and Bentleys, Post Malone. And I mean, God, that's the album that will not die. I know, right? I
0: mean, <laughs> sh- that, that album came out forever ago. I mean, like forever ago.
1: Thoughts,
2: Tavia? I don't. Listen to any of that.
1: <laughs> you no both offense. suck. Because no as anybody who's a loyal listener to our show knows, Tavi's old school. Yeah, I am. She is. You are.
2: And it's no offense to those people. I'm not saying that they don't, you know, work hard and, and have a lot of talent and all that. Um, <laughs> all that good stuff. It's all that good stuff. Just not my cup of coffee. Yeah, no,
1: no, I understand. You're, you're right. And uh, the second half of that is because we're not done yet, Dirty Computer, Janelle Monet, Golden like her. Hour. Casey Musgraves and Black Panther, the album music from and inspired by various artists. Yep. I got to tell you, I like that one. Yeah, I do too. I, I mean, they had a lot of great songs on the Black uh, yeah. Black Panther uh, soundtrack. Yeah, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. I also like Dirty Computers, you know.
2: I do, too. I, I do like her. That's the one artist on the list that I recognize and like. And yeah. She's
1: really talented. Like, you know, she wasn't up for anything acting this year, so mm-hmm. she's in the Grammys. Yes. <laughs> she's, the she's like, kind of multi-talented. Switch it up. I mean, you know. Yeah. She's, she's great. Yeah, got to do what you got to do. All right. Now. All right. All right.
0: We have record of the year. We were, what's the the difference between a record and the song of That's the right. year? That's
1: right. J-Lo and I were talking about yeah. this. Record of the year and song of the year. The I difference. Because it's for the whole... Like album? Nope, because that's album of the year. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? See, Tavia is much like I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, and a lot of people out there. So let's explain. (laughs) Record of the Year is, it includes the artist who performed it and then everybody else who worked on it, including like the sound mixers, the producers, oh. all of the technical people that also were involved in oh, making sense. the record. So Record of the Year. And Song of the Year is awarded to the songwriter, not oh, the performer. Okay. So that's the difference between Record of the Year and Song of the Year because yeah. it was confusing. Yeah, It's like, isn't that the same thing? Exactly. Like, but it is not. It is not. So... Record of the year, which will go to the performer and all of the technical people involved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the nominees are, I Like It, Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and J Balvin. The Joke, Brandi Carlisle, This Is America, Childish Gambino. Oh. God's Plan, Drake. Drake's going to be like everywhere. Um, <laughs> Shallow, Lady Gaga, and Bradley Cooper. All the stars, Kendrick Lamar and Jacques.
0: That's the one that's from the Black Panther album. It is.
1: It is. And Rockstar, Post Malone featuring 21 Savage.
0: That song will also not die. Yeah, it will not. (laughs)
1: It just, it will not die. It goes
0: on and on and on and on on it i hope it's shallow
1: i hope so too. yeah i hope so to be too, honest shallow.
0: but i think it might be god's plan because of that challenge and because of all the streams remember it was in the hot 100 number one yeah. for like ten like, straight weeks yeah or something, it was like, like forever
1: yeah yeah i mean like <laughs> yeah um that's a tough category it i'm hoping it's shallow also yeah um song of the year all the stars Kendrick Duckworth, uh, and I hope I'm saying all these names right. Solana Rowe, Al Schuckerberg, Mark Spears, and Anthony Tiffith are the songwriters. Uh, Kendrick Lamar and Zah performed it. Uh, Booed up, Larence Dobson, Joelle James, LMI, and Dijon McFarlane are the songwriters. LMI performed it. God's Plan, uh, Aubrey Graham, Devon, uh, I guess, Davian? jackson uh brock corson ron Latour, matthew samuels and noah shabib were the songwriters drake performed it uh in my blood teddy geiger scott harris sean mendez and jeffrey wartburn are the songwriters sean mendez sung it that's a good song Um, it is uh oh not done (laughs) there's a lot (laughs) Uh, the joke brandy carlisle david cobb phil hansworth and uh tim Hannesroth were the songwriters brandy carlisle performer the middle, Sarah Aarons, Jordan K. Johnson, Stephen Johnson, Marcus Lomax, Kyle Trawartha, Michael Trawartha, and Anton Sazavalsky, songwriter. That's a lot of people to write a song. <laughs> is. That is a lot of people <laughs> yeah. writing a song. Exactly. I'm just like, mm. how do you
0: think they go about that? You think they are just all sit in a room and just like pick each other's brains and just, hey, I got this, I got this. I guess. Like, I
1: mean, that because I feel like that would be like it's troublesome. A, uh, yeah, with that I bet many it's a process. Man, I don't I But Zed, <laughs> Marin Morris, and Gray performers. Shallow. Shallow. Uh, Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, Anthony Razamato, and Andrew Wyatt, songwriters. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper uh, perform. This is America, Donald Glover and Ludwig Gorenson songwriters, childish Gambino performer, who is Donald Glover. That was Uh, a shorter one. Right? Right? Because they don't need too many people to write that. Yeah, they're just like, it was us two.
2: It was (laughs) us two.
0: Um, I don't know. In My Blood was a huge song. and played on the radio a lot. A lot. But people really gravitated towards This is America and Again Shallow. I I, mm. I don't know.
1: This is going to be tough. Okay. I think it, I think Gambino who has by the way announced he's putting Gambino away. Yeah. Donald for this Glover last is tour. just going to be his his thing now. He's you know childish Gambino going away. Um I think he's going to have a big Grammy year.
0: Mm. I think
1: This Is America and Childish Gambino so. are going to have a big Grammy year and I think Shallow while maybe might win one of them. Yeah. It's only going to win one, one and them. Gambino's going to have it. And I think it's fair, because I think they're going to award the shit out of Shallows in all of the yeah. other award shows. Yeah. So I think that's why the Grammys are going to be like, you know. Agreed. Uh, they'll give it one, I feel like. But no. yeah. I feel like Gambino, This Is America, touched a lot of people. It did. It connected. Either whether it pissed you off or you were all for it, yeah. connected with a lot of people. It got a lot of play, and it got a lot of people talking. Exactly. And the Grammys like that. Exactly. I mean, they they like it. So Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy Carter up for like uh, another one, yeah, man. yeah, like his 22nd Grammy. And I mean, his that's 11th insane. Grammy in 22 years, or something like that, yeah. Anyway, I, I might have those numbers backwards, but he has been nominated for a spoken word Grammy a shit ton of times over oh, the damn. last decade, yeah. I mean, it's like Jimmy Carter, damn, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, new artist, yes, Chloe Exhale, uh, Luke Combs, Greta Van Fleet, her. Uh, Dua Lipa, Margot Price, BB Rexha, and Jorha Smith. I
2: vote Greta Van Fleet.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's, she, I mean, she's got a lot of play. Yeah, yeah. And
0: see what I happens. Mean, I don't, I haven't heard of any of these people, so I will listen to her first.
2: Yeah, well, don't listen to her. Listen yeah. to Greta Van Fleet.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> I will. <laughs>
2: I don't know who, who her is. I don't know. Maybe listen to her. Her. Her, her might be good. Boom. I don't know. I don't, I don't
1: know. know. And is it her or is it H E R? Uh, Yeah, me man. I mean it's it's got periods in between it. Like clearly (laughs) clearly we do not know these people. Our mix of music, if you've listened to the show in the past, is nowhere near this. Yeah. But Good Effect Fleet's
2: really good. They basically sound like a mix between like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin, but modern.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, so,
2: yeah, cool. they're really, really good. Yeah. That
1: was a really interesting description. Yeah. Now I want to listen to them right? Because, like, like what shit. does that sound like? Yeah.
2: Check it out. The guy sounds a lot like Robert Plant. And he's, like, 19. And wow. He's got yeah. a kind of voice. Wow. That's
1: epic. Okay. Yeah. So all when right. I
2: do know one of them, I have a lot to say.
1: <laughs> wow, yeah, you did. Now she's stepping up. <laughs> yeah. Now she's like, no, I know these people. When <laughs> I know that one, yeah. <laughs> While I work a lot, I can listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> bitches. It's I true. drive a lot. I mean, uh-huh. all right. Oh, my gosh. this Now. One this one now Name. everybody's waiting yeah. everybody's waiting what happened en- who's dead who's not are they really dead are they really not huh. avengers avengers yeah avengers infinity war the second part part two the end game part two God the God end dear. game that's right <laughs> end game for anybody who didn't know the title it yeah. is avengers end game of which yes dr strange told you the title in yep. avengers infinity said war it. we're in the end we're game in now the I saw Um, a pretty
2: funny thing on Twitter, though. It said, put your last text message as the title. And there were some pretty funny ones. (laughs) It was like uh, Avengers 4. They're my kids, too, Janet. You can't keep them from me forever. (laughs) I Uh, I bet there are some pretty good (laughs) ones. Oh, Um,
1: damn. This trailer, though, the film's trailer... And keep in mind, the film doesn't even come out for, like, over a year. Yeah, in Uh, April. But the first trailer's already out because fans were demanding it. I mean, they were getting getting ugly with the Russo brothers and with Marvel. Like, where the fuck is the trailer? Well, they finally released a trailer. And Jesus Christ, it's epic. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's, like, the most brilliant trailer because it shows you everything and absolutely nothing. It's, like, the Russo brothers are brilliant at doing it. Anyway, how in demand is this film? The trailer... Is the most viewed trailer in history. This is this is insane to me. Two hundred and eighty nine million views mm. in the first twenty four hours. Damn. Two hundred. We broke it down. It's something like fifty five times a second. Yeah. This trailer was being viewed in the first like twenty four hours. Shit. Like that is <laughs> insane. Two hundred and eighty nine million views yeah. in the first twenty four hours. That's. Okay. I don't even know how. What, what I mean. People want to know what the fuck happened. Yeah, who is dead?
0: Like, who is alive? Well, we've seen so many things over social media. Like people are breaking it down, like clip by clip. I like, mean,
1: like they're hardcore. Is it? Is it uh, Steve Rogers who's looking at Peggy's yeah. uh, the old photo, or is it Black yeah. Widow? Is Groot um, alive? Like, yeah, is Groot? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, we saw this today. <laughs> There's this scene in the trailer where Tony is looking out from the spaceship that he's floating to his death in, and he's basically this console that he's, that he's like standing in front of, and people notice that the console is made of wood, and if you look up above Tony's head really carefully, you can see Groot. Yeah. And they're like, is Groot alive?
3: Like, what Groot the hell? died, but is Groot alive? And I'm
1: like, who the fuck has that much <laughs> yeah, time seriously. to look at that shit in the trailer? But sure enough, I mean it's there. Yeah. Go watch the trailer, pause it, look right that Groot is there. Oh my god! Is it Groot though? That's the question. Or is it just another break off yeah. of Groot that, like, right. who knows? I mean, I cannot is wait. it Groot? Um, yeah, and then you, you, they hint to uh Pepper. Becoming rescue? Yeah. I I swear to you, if you watch the trailer, there is a reason that Tony says, if you you attempt a rescue, you know, because for anybody who doesn't know, in the comic books, Pepper Potts, Mrs. Tony Stark, uh, gets her own armor, not wearing some of Tony's armor, not wearing a a like kind of her own armor, and her name is Rescue. Yeah. That when she's armored up and being superhero, it's Rescue. Yeah. I feel like the Russo brothers, uh, I mean, made that perfectly clear. If you somehow were to rescue me, like right, and there. he's sending that message to Pepper. Yeah, like, I mean, we've all saying. known they've already showed behind-the-scenes photos from the film that Pepper suits up in rescue's armor. Yeah, so I would assume she's going to be yeah. called Rescue. Yeah, and it would make sense if she. Rescued Tony, yeah. Same, I'm just saying,
0: and freaking um, uh, Hawkeye not being absent from the last one looks uh,
1: completely, yeah, absent from the last one, yeah.
0: He looks completely different now, uh, because
1: he's Ronin. Spoiler, yeah, yep, Ronin. Um, and anybody familiar with Ronin, uh, yeah, he's gonna become Ronin because in the comic books. He had a lot of shit go down, a lot of stuff with his family, a yeah. lot of misery and it kind of just forced him into hiding. And when he reemerged, he was Ronin to kind of deal with everything and more comfortable and kind of at the- anyway. I think that the storyline's gonna go down that probably remember Clint was on hiatus during the first one, he had yeah. gone away to deal with some stuff or whatever. Yeah. I think the old snap probably eliminated Clint's family and mm. he's like mm. fucking insane now. Yeah. And he's coming back as Ronan. Yeah. Um, that's clear. If you see the trailer, he's not Hawkeye, he's Ronan. Right. He's got the fucking blades and he's like yeah. pulling it across and he pulls it off or whatever. Yeah, he looks crazy. Um, he really does. He, lo- he does. But then we've also seen him in like behind the scenes photos in there in new Hawkeye costume yeah. with the mohawk. Yeah. So does he like Start off as Ronan and then right. revert back to Hawkeye, and then there's also they've they've said that Catherine Lankford, from Thirteen Reasons Why, um, is in this, yeah. and they won't say who she is. They, yeah. they they are keeping this under just absolute wraps. My guess is when I saw him as Ronan and rumors were that he was going to be Ronan, she was going to be the new Hawkeye. Yeah, because in the comic books in the in the Avengers, like they they're replaced with people right. and. A female replaced him and Mm -hmm. you know when he came back after his whole ronin stint or whatever um you know she's like well do i have to give up and he's like no no you can be hawkeye still there's room for two of us yeah you know so i i just think i mean i'm looking at going through my head because i am a comic geek all (laughs) of the characters that katherine langford could possibly be playing yeah and i mean some rumors had her as um because there's gonna be a time travel element in this film which they also kind of hint to Mm -hmm. um in, in in this film, um, that he she could be Scott's daughter, mm. grown up, grown up, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, Scott. For anybody who doesn't know, what I'm talking about Ant Man, Scott Lang. Yeah. Um, could be his daughter grown up. But I, I just really would find it more interesting if they utilize her as a female Hawkeye. Yeah. Because we really we know this is the definitive end of the 10 year run, right? And of the the whole thing, as we know, hence Endgame. Yeah. I really think moving forward, if they're going to move forward with a new group of Avengers, it's got to be new people. Yeah. Which I'm really hoping Riri takes. Iron Man's yeah. place, you know, the female uh Ironheart. Uh I, I think that would be fantastic. There's so many different ways they could go with this, and they've kind of hinted at all of them. But the reason this trailer is so confusing is because there's already a new Spider Man filming, and everybody needs to know. Like, is but Spider Man died. Right. He was exactly. one of the people in the snap, gone. But yet, here he is in a sequel. So, is this a prequel? Yeah. Did this take place before the shit in Infinity War? Right. If not... Are they blowing that he survived? Like, I I mean, there's so many questions. And then of course you got Captain Marvel, yeah. which they've announced is a prequel. It yeah. does take place in the nineties before Infinity War. But we know at the end of Infinity War, spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it and what the fuck. Uh, <laughs> <Where's he been? laughs> um he, you know, Fury and and uh and um what's her face call uh Captain Marvel yeah. before they they disintegrate yeah. from the snap. So we know Captain Marvel's coming. We know that's set current time, yeah. so I mean there's just so much stuff going on and the Russo brothers are killing us. Yeah. Like just release this standard. Stay quiet. Still Uh, editing, by the way, still editing. And at last count, three hours long. Yeah, so far. Ooh, wow. They said, with they're confident that no matter what, by the time it's finished editing, it will be the longest Marvel film in history yeah. so far. Can imagine. So I mean, I, I mean, There's how do you wrap it happen. up? Yeah, exactly. How? Yeah, exactly. How wrap do you wrap it up? up years, and, uh, you yeah. want to make it like you know? Perfect. I'll sit there for six hours. I'd exactly. watch <laughs> six yeah, hours. Like, I mean, just all of it. Bring me home. I mean, when they said <laughs> they were going to run a marathon of all ten years worth of films, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I am there. I've got like <laughs> seventy two hours to waste. <laughs> like, do it. I mean, I would sit there and this just
2: is like dust bust out the adult diapers
1: give me some depends <laughs> <I'm fine. laughs> some popcorn and some Dr. pepper uh, <laughs> i'm good for hours um, okay speaking of we can't do marvel without doing dc That's we right. gotta be fair yeah dc aquaman yes aquaman get this aquaman opened in china uh, which opened a couple of weeks ago two weeks before it launches here yeah 94 million dollars making it the top opening ever for a DC adaptation even beating Wonder Woman yeah um That's crazy and they just announced uh on the the uh today that it's already passed the justice League's entire run oh, shit. in the first week yeah so
2: I think a lot of it has to do with their lead actor i think uh, that was a good choice I, you yeah. know and i i, I gotta My be mama. honest.
1: I gotta be honest. I hated Aquaman in Justice League. Yeah. I don't like the hippie surfer dude kind of like kind of a thing. Yeah. I didn't like the costume that you know he, they. To me, they just tried to make him look like Namor or Submariner from the Marvel right. universe. Yeah, and but make him a, a like a surfer dude. Yeah. yeah, you know with the con but. All the stuff I've seen from the new Aquaman movie, they've got him in the classic suit, in the, the suit. green and orange it looks suit, badass. and he's not as you know nerdy kind yeah. of a guy. He's yeah. like, oh shit, I got to become the king of yeah, fucking Atlantis exactly. and the ruler of the seven seas. And it looks to be while still having some comedy, yeah. a lot more serious in tone and yeah. action, which is the mix that you need to be successful. Exactly, comedy when you need to have comedy, but have it drama yeah. and action and full of stuff. Exactly. And it looks like they've got it. Yeah. So.
0: Man, I hope so. That'd be awesome to, I mean, start over with yeah.
1: those two if this Wonder one's successful. Wonder Woman and Aquaman, yeah. because yeah, And both which who would have like, thought, honestly. Right? Yeah. Like, I
3: mean,
1: <laughs> I, I was writing Aquaman off like it's going to be an yeah. absolute flop and it's going to even more too. so kill the DC yeah. Universe. Uh, movies, but apparently Yeah. I think
2: if you bring in somebody from Game of Thrones, it's kinda hard to go wrong. You know I, mean, what I mean you yeah. know,
1: it, it it's people uh,
2: loved uh, call call drogo, is that how you said yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. People loved that man. It's yeah. true. So.
1: And well look, Juan said while he appreciated what was done with the character in justice league he wanted to do his own take of it and so while he maintained some of the stuff not to mess up the continuity of what we saw in just he took it on his own journey and made his own aquaman and thank god because it's working i yeah. I, the, I i'm not gonna lie every time they show that trailer and he's in the classic suit which by the way He's not riding a giant pink seahorse in that goofy ass suit. It's armor looking with yeah. spiked fins on the on the stuff, and it's badass and it's yeah. all gleaming and shining. And when he throws the trident down in that suit, it yeah. looks fucking epic. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm really they kind of touch on the trailer a little bit about how maybe he was bullied as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of like that plays into who he becomes yeah. and all that. I, I have high hopes for this one, and I'm hoping it does really well. I do, too. I think it um, will. It, it, seems it's 78% like it's so on uh, Rotten Tomatoes so far. It was like without 99 or something. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and then all of the full reviews came out. Yeah. And w- uh, most of the reviews, you know, 9 out of 10, uh, are all positive mm-hmm. and saying great stuff about it. It's got a huge fan rating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to do well. Yeah. I think it's going to do I well. I hope so. So... Yeah. Ooh, and then this one. You want to talk about this one? Uh, yeah, this, you, this, you and Lil Cam are big fans of this. Yeah, show. Yeah, uh, Power.
0: On the set of Power, a crew person was setting up the set, you know, outside of the exterior set. Uh, he was setting up some traffic cones, and a random driver drove by and did a hit and, hit and run, and it killed the set guy, and they had to shut down production. That's pretty insane. I mean, it's It's, it's dangerous. If you're not wearing like you have to be dressed in bright colors because you have to make sure everybody sees you. But then on the driver's side, why are you driving through probably a closed down street? See,
1: that's just what I was about to say because I'm a little confused about how this driver even got in. Yeah. Because normally they've got if it's a scene that's going to be taking place down a street, they've normally got like a two block radius. Yeah. Closed off. off. Where there are production people on every corner, yeah. and there are all kinds of, you know, the honey wagons and all of the production people out there, yeah. you know, while people are setting up, and while this guy might have been doing cones or whatever, that should have been, like, yeah, blocked. blocked off. And if it wasn't, then it really leads to questions exactly. about what was going on with the production, exactly. and are they liable? Exactly. Like, while that guy was a hit and run, and sure, if they find him, he's going to be... Ch- is the production also liable? Exactly. Because I mean, it should have been blocked off. Yeah, the last time we were in LA, um, uh, we, they were doing Lethal Weapon. That's they right. They had a scene going down the street. Yeah. To- and I can tell you for, I mean, 100%. We've even got video, maybe we can share during when I'm talking about this, uh of all the people on the street that are around blocking yeah. off the roads. Yeah. I just, I don't see how that happens. Like, it's insane. And I feel, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to his family. I mean, yeah. it's like, seriously, it's just, everybody on the
0: production, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Got to stay safe. All right. Now it is time for our guest segment. Oh, my goodness, guys. We are going to have some legendary guests. Our first ever double guest interview. But, man, it's going to be a great one.
1: Yeah. We, we have got the legendary, the legendary William Daniels. Oh my goodness. And and Bonnie Bartlett. Oof. This power couple has been acting in Hollywood. For more than six decades, mm, and on top of that, they've been married more than six decades—sixty-seven yeah. years together—as yeah. a married couple and in showbiz. That alone is priceless. Yeah,
0: I love how they just stay relevant throughout the decades. Like, I mean, each one,
1: right? They 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 just they pick these the most iconic roles. I mean, their roles on Saint Elsewhere everyone remembers, and then of course, Mister Feeny, mm. Grace Edwards on Little House on the Prairie, yeah. John adams i mean just so many iconic roles you can pick and choose kit we're gonna be talking to kit today how (laughs) like freaking awesome is that i mean just i can't wait to call him So let's just call him let's get this going let's do it hello hello is this bonnie this is bonnie hi how are you
4: i'm fine you're dustin like dustin hoffman yes yes
1: yes. (laughs) and i'm joined by logan today yes, Justin, Logan and this is Bill good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon, how are you? I'm fine thank you. First of all, we would like very much to just say thank you for joining us today and, and doing the interview with us we're honored to have you both on huge fans of both of your work for many many years and it, it's just we're really excited to be able to have the opportunity to talk to you guys today. Let me just say first too also that the response that we got when we said we were having you guys on was just overwhelming. Um, everybody from Little Little House on the Prairie fans to Boy Meets World fans to Kit to the Saint Elsewhere. It was just all over the map. And and so you you guys have a huge fan base.
4: That's
5: lovely. Oh, that's great. Well say hello to all of
1: them. Oh absolutely, absolutely. And let me first we wanna we wanna bring this right up because I think the just this in itself is an amazing accomplishment and we wanna say congratulations and we just think it's a wonderful thing. Sixty seven years. Of marriage, yeah, that's an accomplishment for a couple. Period, but a couple in show business for sixty-seven years—that that, uh, that—that's incredible. Congratulations on that.
4: Well, thank you.
1: Thank you. Oh yeah, of so, course. So we've got to ask, what's the secret? How do you survive sixty-seven years of marriage and sixty-seven years of marriage in show business?
5: Well, uh, my uh, answer to that remains the same: mutual respect for each other. For uh, their space and for their accomplishments, and there's never been between us any jealousy or anything like that. If if we're working, we're very happy. Or if each one individually is working, that's that's lovely too. The, but. Basically, it's a mutual respect.
4: That can happen in, in almost any marriage, Bill. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the, the thing about show business is it's a tough bag. It's a, it's a very tough bag to begin with, all by yourself. And then it's very hard to manipulate between family and work, and between man and woman. And uh, you're constantly separated, and you're constantly uh, stimulated by other people. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, right. it's uh, a little more than in most marriages. You have to, you have to kind of work around it. It's hard. It's hard.
1: Absolutely, and i I, I love the I love the the point of um, Bill when you said. If you're, if one is working and one isn't, because I feel like that's a lot of the problem in maybe the, the newer marriages in today's Hollywood where one might take off and become really successful and the other is resentful of maybe their success, especially when they're both uh-huh. in the industry. Definitely. And that I,
4: could happen. I think what happens in a lot of marriages, they start out the same. But then, say the man takes off. Well, mm-hmm. often the woman will say, okay, you, you take it, I'll stay home, I'll take care of the kids, I'll do that, mm-hmm. you take it. Right. And that, that's, that's the hard part to manipulate. And then she doesn't, or it could be he, doesn't uh, pursue a career. Or maybe she pursues something else. But uh, for both people to be actors... Um, it, it's a little bit difficult. It's it's like you have to be able to not always put your... See, actors always put themselves first. And you have to not do that right. in a marriage. You just can't do that all the time. So, you know, you have to... I mean, I, I did 10 years when I just... Almost 10 years when I basically just took care of the kids and stuff. And then he's had times when, right now, for instance, I just came back from a job in Albuquerque, and Bill stayed home, and we didn't like that. I mean, we don't like that when I have to do that, but I'm still... Able
1: to work a little, and uh, you know, you don't. Know, I,
4: I like to do it, right? Uh, but right, he, he, he doesn't object. The,
5: no, I don't.
1: One of the things that both Logan and I lo- like really were very appreciative of when we, when we were do- doing the research and getting ready for that you guys are just the actors, it's not about the fame, it's not about the, the star, yeah. it's not about you, it's the craft. Yeah, they and you really guys-
0: appreciate it. Yeah,
4: well, we have never wanted to, we always started out, we just wanted to make enough money to be able to live and have kids, then we, we, we're not star people. We were not people... We were interested in working.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
4: But we, we have avoided all of that as much as possible. And Bill de- very definitely left New York because of that. He didn't like that.
1: Bill, you did a lot of uh, theater um, and film and television. If you had to choose, which would you
0: prefer, film, television, or theater?
5: Oh, I prefer theater for the simple reason that you get an audience... They're seated and you can feel their reactions. You can see what joke is working, what isn't working. You can t- tell when they're absolutely quiet and you can hear a pin drop that they, you have their full attention and you, it's a, there's a sense of, a sp- of power uh, that you get that you have them in your hands. Uh, they're listening to every single thing and uh, it's a wonderful feeling, uh, you know when something's not working, uh, and you can try something else, you know, if the rustling keeps on, uh, but uh, I, I prefer it really to any other form of, of production.
1: Absolutely, it
4: takes a great deal of energy, and it takes, you know... Yeah, a week is not
5: easy to do.
1: (laughs) I bet bet not. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you got started. I I won't say, but reading the book and and knowing your backstory a little bit, kind of forced into the industry, correct?
5: Well, uh, we were put into the industry, my sisters and I, by an ambitious mother.
1: Mm -hmm.
5: And uh, uh, we all loved her. I mean, there was no problem there. But she's the one that, uh, you know, that placed us in the industry and saw that we got a good start in it. And uh, for that, I'm always grateful for her. I, I, there was a time when I resented it when I was young, but I realized after a while that, you know, I really belong in this business. I'm pretty good at it. So uh, I I now look at her with admiration that she, uh, she was able to... Uh, uh, place me and my sisters.
4: But Billy, you were angry for a long time.
5: Oh, sure, I was.
4: You were
5: yeah. angry. Yeah, absolutely.
4: And he don't. You know, when they turn on a commercial and the kids are all performing like that, that, like that, like that, he says, oh, <laughs> "Turn it off. I hate
5: that."
4: <laughs> <laughs> he can't stand. He cannot stand yeah. to watch kids perform on television. That's oh wow! What we did. <laughs> <laughs>
5: dance. Yeah,
1: we well, had yeah, yeah. a song right. and dance guy, right? So, I, but that was dur- yeah. it. Was during a difficult time, right? That during the depression.
5: Yes, it was during the. Depression. Impressions, yeah but uh, you know in those in those days in the 30s uh, you know uh, kids uh, became very popular as entertainers because you didn't have to pay them and uh, we never really got paid for most of what we did well, on the horn and of children's hour or things like that but uh, as my mother always says it's good experience it's good experience that's right <laughs> that's, well that goes, goes back to
0: that goes for it nowadays, too. I mean, just to get on set for the experience is amazing.
4: Yeah, of course, of course, of course. When you're young and starting out, absolutely.
1: We kind of get a lot of people that feel like they're they're above that. Like, there's a lot of people going out to Hollywood who think they're already stars and aren't willing to just right. get on bad. a set. It's too bad. Yeah, yeah. it is. It too really bad. They, is. Don't,
4: they don't realize that, uh, you know, hey, good luck to them. I hope i'm always happy when somebody's successful that makes me happy but that they don't in any way train in any way whether it's on stage or where or, or a class or something i don't care how they train but they you got to learn absolutely you know you're not just suddenly
1: there yeah that's, that's correct and Definitely. Now, that's a great transition so you both trained with uh, a rather legendary coach lee strasberg right. and, and in my correct i heard that there was actually a point when you were studying with strasberg that you also were going to therapy is that right yes yeah, yes, so Very definitely. Wow. I've
4: had a lot of therapy, <laughs> and I had a lot of Strasburgs. So I had both of them.
1: <laughs> so I, I have to ask you both. Obviously, a lot of legendary names that came through with Strasburg and everything. Uh The one I'm most interested in, I just have to have. Did you ever run into or have you know come Marilyn Monroe, and what was that like? If so, well,
4: yes, we did. I mean, she 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 came into Lee's private class the second time I was there yeah anyway she I was his secretary and I had to book all the scenes and I would take the new people and she was one of the new people and uh and we saw a lot of her you're
5: talking about
4: Marilyn Monroe Monroe. we saw a lot of her at the Strasbourg. Marilyn was yeah she was a terrific girl she was a nice girl she wasn't at all like the Marilyn Monroe
1: (laughs) yeah that that, that's what (laughs) I've heard she created
4: no that she created that that was not her
1: that's that's fantastic I mean just the experience she just created
4: that character we saw a lot of wonderful people to Strasbourg. One of my favorite things was in the kitchen with Richard Burton.
1: Oh,
3: yeah!
4: He told the best stories and had the best voice, and was you know he was sober because it's the morning, right? <laughs> We're in the kitchen, so he's sober, and he. It was just a wonderful morning of of him talking in this gorgeous voice and these funny stories talking about the Welsh mines cuz he was from Wales and his family were all miners. Hmm. And he told all these wonderful stories and all these wonderful accents and what a what a treat that was. That was one of my favorite experiences there.
1: And uh, so so Bill you I love your story when when you talk about Strasbourg as well about how you went in there and you were the song and dance guy and you were going to do making whoopee and, and and you and you kind of put on this big show and he was having no part of it, right? <laughs> That's
5: right. No, he really, he really took me down a peg, <laughs> a rather big peg, because uh, I, I didn't do the exercise that I got up to do uh, that he want wanted from other students to sing a song and stand still and and not try to act it or or present it or anything, and it was meant to really kind of get you into your into yourself, your real self on the stage and of course I didn't do any of that. I of sat on the edge of the stage and sang making whoopee.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: Lee was terrible to Bill. Oh. oh God. He would say, You know something? I don't know who you are I wouldn't know what to do with you. (laughs) Boy, he took me down a
1: peg. Uh, You know, though, I I love the fact that that you were able to take the critique and take the criticism and really just redirect your approach as an actor and how you approach the craft.
5: Well, actually, that's what I did. Uh, I never think of it that way, but that's exactly what I did. I dropped all that nonsense and and, and started to take uh, the class seriously and what Lee was talking about. Uh, seriously. And it changed my whole persona, you might say, uh, on stage. It just changed it, period. And, and you know,
4: you don't ever lose, Lee, as Lee would say, you, you'll, you'll always have your sense of comedy. You, that'll be there. Mm-hmm. And you'll always have all of the technical things that you do so well. That will always be there. I just want you to go deeper. I just want you to... Mm-hmm put yourself in there too
1: yeah that, that, that's what I, he was he was very very into don't be the character be yourself to the character correct well, like
4: be, be yourself first right yes. don't go in you know but other people there are people that go the other way like uh, Lawrence Olivier mm-hmm. who would start from the outside and go in. Some of them were great actors, Mm -hmm. and that's a wonderful way too if it works for you. Right. If that some of the English actors are a guy like John Gilgood, when he started out was just as phony as he could be in the voice and everything. By the end of his career, he was practically on film. He was practically a method actor because Mm -hmm. he so much of himself. He just let himself be. Mm -hmm. He let himself be, and he was he was great Mm -hmm. in that way too.
1: I would imagine that, that because you guys have worked together on on a, a numerous occasions, I would imagine that that type approach with, with bringing a lot of yourself into the roles and into the characters, has, has that made it, do you find more easy when you work together? I just thought the chemistry on St. Elsewhere was absolutely phenomenal as Dr. Craig and, and Ellen. I think that you guys were about as believable a, a married couple on television that I've ever seen. And I have to believe that that's because there was so much of you guys in those characters.
4: That's true. It's true. Absolutely well, true. Thank you for saying that.
1: And it was so easy. <laughs> oh, you're you're yeah. very welcome. And, and like I said, it it showed. I just thought it was wonderful that, that the the storylines and the writing on that show and the way you guys approached the storylines, you could just tell there was pieces of you in there that things that you had dealt with, things that you have gone through and you were bringing personal experience to the characters and I just think it was amazing. Yeah, well, thank you.
5: Uh, But that's what happened uh, with us. Uh, It came uh, after a while very naturally to uh, to, uh, work that way. Uh, You really should, when you, uh, even if you have a character that is not far, that is far from you, and you happen to look like it or get cast in it for whatever reason, you have to look to yourself to find in yourself what you can use in that character. So there's not completely phony or, you know, put on. Uh, There's some of you in every character that you play. Plus whatever the character otherwise needs, you know. Uh, But there's always a basis of real in it. That you bring to it.
4: Some, some. One of the good examples that we have right here in this country is, as a matter of fact, is Dustin Hoffman, and he's played some really weird characters. you right. And I don't know that Duffy really knows how he works. Maybe he does. He's never talked about it much, but he just automatically does. But he goes into very weird characters. Now he's able to do that. Yeah. And and that's. Wonderful. That's called talent. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: called talent. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, was the first time He's that you
4: guys one of our greatest, I think, uh, character
1: film actors. I, my parents thought so. That's why I got my name. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, was th- was the first time that you guys met him and actually and actually worked with him uh, on the Graduate? Uh, is that when it first when you guys first uh, became acquainted with him? That's
5: uh, that's right. It was the Graduate, uh, and uh, he was this. Uh, actor off Broadway that nobody knew, but Mike Nichols had seen him work off Broadway, and against the objections of Paramount, who wanted uh, who wanted Mike to use a big star like Robert Redford, he said, "No, I want this kid." And he had he was a strong he was in such a strong position that they had to go along with him because they wanted him very much to direct this, this play, that uh, this script that had kicked around for a while. Right. And when he took it, then it was green-lighted, and then it became, oh, my God, well, we didn't know it at the time.
4: Well, he also got Buck Henry involved in
5: that. <laughs> yes, he got Buck involved in, in writing it, and... Uh, it you know it turned out very well. It's amazing. Nobody expected there to be an iconic
1: yeah. movie
4: like that. I mean, nobody. No,
1: nobody. No, expected <laughs> that.
5: Certainly, we didn't respect expect it as we did it. I mean, uh, it was nice, and uh, and Mike was easy to work for. And uh, you see, Mike knew uh, he, he cast people that he knew could play that part. He knew that. Uh, being an actor himself, he knew their qualities as a human being. And he knew he they would bring those qualities to the parts rather than superimpose some artificial something or other on themselves and try to act that out.
1: I love how humble you both are about all of your projects. And The, the Graduate, yeah, it was very good. I, I mean, it's iconic. It's got to be one of the best films of all time. So I, lo- I love the humility that you both have. Um, but yeah, it's an outstanding project. I think project. in this
4: business, in this business, you better be humble.
1: Uh, I agree. You
4: better be humble because it's a killer business and, uh, it, you better be humble. You know, go in each time and do your best because, um. Uh, you never know what's
1: going to happen. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, the, the personal life a little bit, about how you guys met in college, and because I heard a couple of fun stories that we definitely want to talk about before we get into all the iconic roles that you guys have had. But um, you guys, you went to college together, right? Northwestern, right? Right. And I heard a little story that maybe um, Bill got a little frisky with you down in the basement while he was trying to help you with your singing. Is that right? <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> right. Bill, Bill was not fast. <laughs> and that was great that was perfect and but in the yeah he was showing me the, how to sing and he, the diaphragm and so forth and he suddenly kissed me and I kind of fell apart I fell <laughs> apart I'd never had that felt like that before and we got called into the dean's office <laughs> the dean of women called me and said oh Bonnie you, you we understand you were down in the basement with this Broadway actor and he's Are you sure he's in bad influence on you and so forth? And maybe I should call your parents and oh, all this stuff. And I just said, Thank you very much. And left.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hilarious! Uh, I mean, it
4: was so funny. Okay, so you Bill, know, the way things change. When you think of what the way things change is so wonderful. That the way things to be called in by the dean of women, right? And told that you were nicking
1: or making <laughs> out
4: with a boy, and we better call your parents. How funny is that today?
1: It it really is. It's so charming. It is, it is so funny. <laughs> it really and so, Bill. From what I understand, um, Bonnie thought you might be a little too short at one point when you <laughs> asked her out. But you like yeah, you yeah, went yeah, for it yeah, anyway, yeah. right? Yeah.
5: <laughs> well, she had this uh, primitive uh, Moline notion that she shouldn't go out with a boy who isn't taller than she. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I came in exactly the same height as her. But she said no to me at first, and she said, "You're too short." But that was the end of that. I said, "Come on, let's have a cup of coffee. There and you go.
1: There you go. You know, as a fellow five- foot seven guy, I'm, I applaud you, sir. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 got, we, got, we, we got to stick to our guns there, right? Right. <laughs> well, well, that's Bill, been... Bill
3: was very sure
4: of himself. so he, you know it didn't bother him, somebody else. It could have really destroyed.
1: But, Absolutely.
4: Uh, <laughs> he was so sure of himself. And the only thing he's ever he's never been unhappy. The only thing he always said is, if I were taller, I'd be a leading man and I guess that's true. I don't know i don't, I if think he I, wanted to be a leading man
1: yeah i think I think he's done pretty well though i I, I do too
4: yeah I do too.
1: So, um, okay, let's start, let's get into it. Cause I, I, Logan and I are just, you know, obviously we're from different generations. I, I'm a little bit older than Logan. So we've kind of got your, your guys' whole career span covered here, I think. um, but the iconic roles that you guys have had, uh, Bonnie, I have to tell you, when my mother and my sister found out I was a big fan of uh, Little House on the Prairie," but when my mother and my sister found out we were talking to you, they just lost it. They were extremely uh, excited. <laughs> uh, they're like, "Grace, are you kidding, Mrs. Edwards?" And I'm like, "Yes, thats that, that's right. Uh, um, well, and that even
4: such, when that was a lovely show. A oh, it was show fantastic! To work on and a lovely part. I love parts like that. I kind of play my aunts and my, you know, relatives that have talked to me about the past. And, oh, mm-hmm. I love it! Put a long skirt on and put my
1: hair up. I'm in heaven. <laughs> well, and Mr. Edwards was such just a, a oh, kooky yeah, character, fun, you know, fun, that fun. Victor French brought. What was uh, that like fun. working with Victor?
4: Oh, he's just fun. He and Michael were just fun all the time with me. Anyway, they just teased me and. And, I, you know, they liked me. I liked them. I sometimes had something to say about a scene, and not often, but sometimes, and they'd listen and say, okay, you're right.
1: Fantas- and well, and you've had a couple instances like that if, uh, on um, twins. twins, right? Like, you had a lot to do with the character development of that character. Like there was- I
4: did, but that's because Ivan Reitman allowed me to. I mean, another director might not have done that, but Ivan, I didn't like the part, I didn't like the script, and I didn't understand what anything about, I didn't get it, you know, I didn't get it with the reading, and I, I just thought, I just didn't think it was very good, and so I quit, and then he called me in and said, well, actually, my agent made me go and talked to him, and he said, what's the matter? I said, well, I'll tell you what, he said, well, what, what's wrong with the kid? I said, well, look, you don't have this, you don't have that, she doesn't do this. She, you, you, she's not there. You haven't. She's not written. She's nothing. And he said, uh, and I went through each scene and said, see here, here, here. And he said, well, I can't make you do this part, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to use everything you've told me today. <laughs> well,
1: and then, of course. Yeah, then of How, course you got to do it. turn
4: that down, right? <laughs> but so, only because Ivan let me do it. I mean, a lot of directors would never do that.
1: No, but I, I applaud the courage that you had to go to him and say, hey, look, this just isn't right. This is no good. And I, and if I'm going to do it, I. want to do this and i mean because a lot of actors won't do that you know they'll they'll just go with the role even though they know it's not right or it's not working and and they're too scared yeah i think it was both of y'all that you know he was this way and you were that way and it's fantastic
4: well if i know a better way to do something i'm gonna do it (laughs) i'm not (laughs) gonna do something that i know isn't
1: right Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've already talked about St. Elsewhere a little bit, and I was a huge fan of the show and everything. But So now we're going to do Logan and I are going to get into the Generations here a little bit. But um, Bill, I'm not going to lie, huge, huge fan of Knight Rider. I, I loved the show. I liked when they did the, the reboot. I, I liked the TV movie. Um, I, I Just a huge fan of the show. And, and it's a great story I, that I've heard you tell before. Uh, so I hope I, we can get you to tell the listeners about... You weren't even sure it was a good idea. You know, you, you were like, you want me to do what? And so if you want to talk about that a little bit, I'd love that.
5: That's right. But a car that's talks? <laughs> I thought that was pretty ridiculous. But uh, uh, they wanted me to do it, and uh, I was doing St. Elsewhere at the time. Anyway, uh, I did it, and uh, it turned out very well. I uh, The thing is that uh, I would just uh, go into a studio and record it for about 50 minutes so. I'd knock off an hour show and uh, it was easy but uh, I was surprised when they put it together with uh, David Hasselhoff who when I met him at the Christmas party that's the first time I ever met him and he <laughs> said I don't know how this works with you and me uh, he said the, the script girl reads your part and uh, and I answer it the way I think I should and I said well I was doing the same thing you know i uh, I tried to make the part the way I thought you might answer me if it was excited. I'd raise my voice a little bit if it was not I wouldn't and and he said it all went together, and I said yes it did
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah i was I was shocked when I first heard that that you had never actually met any of the cast or or anybody with from the show <laughs> yeah that that's amazing so I'd yeah. say it did go over pretty well and you recently yeah. just um readdressed the role correct didn't you didn't you record something recently for a Melissa McCarthy project oh that's right
5: yeah well it was a uh, voiceover it was it was very brief really it'll be
4: released next year that film awesome
1: awesome that's got to yeah. be fun though to keep good to to be able to keep going back to that and having people recognize, I, I said it myself, I'm like, oh my god, we're going to be literally talking to Kit. Right. Like, <laughs> It's 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 just, <laughs> it's such an iconic, you know, role. Um, and speaking now of iconic a story roles.
5: story about England. We went over to England. What were we doing over in England? We were by? because
4: of St. Elsewhere. We were over there because of St. Elsewhere.
5: So we were at this signing and uh, I was seated at a table and had my pen ready and they'd come in and uh, I would autograph their book or their script or just a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, well, he was in his middle 30s, I would say. He was very polite, you know. As I was signing it, he said, uh, sir, may I ask, uh, uh, where are you uh, in the car (laughs) when you do the show? And I looked up at him. I thought he was kidding. And I said, you mean, am I under the hood or in the trunk? And he said, yeah. And I thought, oh, boy. Oh, boy!" Oh my and then I said, well, no, actually, you know, uh, I go into a studio and I record it and he said oh and he kind of left kind of disappointedly
3: oh
1: and, my goodness he
5: was let down
1: yeah <laughs> it, isn't it amazing though how what people think you know who don't oh, understand the industry uh, It's incredible uh, i mean where did he think i was i mean they
5: <laughs> fi- filmed the car uh, they filmed the whole car right uh, i wasn't in the back seat i wasn't <laughs> in the driver's uh, seat or anything no uh, so he figured I must have been in a trunk.
1: Right. A very
5: great movie called The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Captures that.
1: Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, but, Frank. Absolutely. Frank, his name
4: was. Oh, God, he was funny.
1: Bill was definitely the man behind the curtain, right, <laughs> so to say. Yes, that, that's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> All right, now to show the little age gap here, I learned so many life lessons from Mr. Feeney. <laughs> you
5: know, the name Feeney to me sounded a little like there were we're going to make a, a comic character out of this. And of course, uh, Michael Jacobs, uh, assured me that I was, that it was not going to happen and it mm-hmm. didn't happen. He wrote a very respectable, uh, teacher. And, uh, uh, I was very glad that that worked out that way, that, that he did, uh, what he promised. And, uh, I felt better about the show and I felt, uh, I, you know, I didn't want to make fun of a teacher, and uh, they never did. And he became kind of a uh, an iconic character, uh, and uh, I was very pleased with that. The the people that have responded to that show, are
1: yeah.
4: kind of amazing.
1: Yes. It, it, it's,
5: you, it's
4: really it's really popular culture at its highest form.
1: It, it absolutely is. And I'll tell you what's even more amazing about it. The, it spans generations. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, the, there's a 20-something a- year age difference between myself and Logan, and yet we're both huge fans of the show. Yeah. You know, uh, my daughter's a huge fan of the show. And, and I, I think it's rare that you get a project that can span so many generations and, and have the longevity that that show has had. Yeah. And I think that's yeah,
3: a, I agree. I agree. It's amazing.
1: I heard a wonderful story, too, and and, uh, if we could talk about this a little bit, when you were actually filming um, in the room where John Quincy Adams died, they actually opened access to you guys and were able to fill there, and you were kind of going through, you were just coming off a surgery yourself and not feeling too well, what was that like? I had
5: appendicitis, and uh, there I was, sitting in that chair that he sat in and uh, as a matter of fact that he died in. Mm-hmm. That he stood up and made a, a pronouncement and just went back in his chair and died. You know <laughs>
4: You know what he did? He got in a plane knowing that he had appendicitis and flew back to California because he wanted the surgeon here to do it, <laughs> and we met him at the plane
3: and took him right to the hospital. In oh my while. goodness! And you, that was the dumbest thing you've ever done. <laughs> but it
4: turned out okay. But yes. you don't do that. You, you don't, don't do get a
5: five-hour plane fright with the, when you with have a penicillin.
1: No, no, I can't imagine. Um, you've had the the luxury of playing both John Adams and John Quincy Adams, and to be in that room and have access to it—it must have just been powerful. I, I would imagine. Oh,
5: it, it was. Marvelous! Uh, it really was. It, uh, you were there uh, in the old Senate room. They opened it up for us, and it had a lot to do with putting you in the mood.
3: Mm. Wow. He
4: was a terrific man. He wasn't. He didn't have a great presidency, but both we both. Learned a lot about him. Yes, and he was quite brilliant. Brilliant man, yes,
1: he was. Right, you yeah. you you guys um have the, have the letters, right? You have a, a a collection of the books and the letters and all the works of of the Adams family, right?
5: Yes, yes. yes, but. Only after Bill played the part. Yes, a lot, a lot of people sent me all kinds of books and and articles and things like that. It was uh, it was incredible.
1: <laughs> the performance was incredible, and I, 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 I to the credit of that, I, I know in several appearances in different projects they would they would actually make reference to you know include lines of in, in i guess an homage to your performance in 1776 so i mean that that's a huge credit to your performance in the role i agree both of you have been lucky enough to have these roles that just span the generations and, and are able to connect with so many people. Um, And that's a huge credit to you, I think, as people and as for your craft and your skill.
4: Well, thank you. Thank you. My goodness.
1: You're, yeah. you're, you're welcome.
4: Have you read Bill's book? He's written a very good book, and it's very good. Now, I'm writing a book slightly different. Bill's book is all about his career and all of the different things he's done, which have been amazing. Right. He's had an amazing career mine is a little more personal and it's it'll be out next year and Uh, it's a little
1: different. Fantastic. Well, I tell you what, we'll have Mm -hmm. to have you back on to talk about that when it comes out. So uh, we do have uh, a lot of listeners, a huge listener base of people that are trying to get into the industry and, and kind of uh, make it. So we always like to ask our guests some advice that they would give to what to do and what not to do. Maybe some things to avoid when, for people trying to get into the industry. And I can't think of two better people who've had such an amazing career over such a long time to give advice. So what would you guys say to, to someone trying to get into the industry nowadays, be it television or, or film or stage? What do you think are some of the pitfalls they should look out for and some of the things they should absolutely do?
5: Well, uh, I've always uh, said to that question that you what you do, if you want to be an actor, act wherever you can. I don't care if it's in somebody's living room, which I've done, or uh, uh, off-Broadway or wherever, but... Uh, you 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 have to work. You have to get on your feet and and do it. Uh, you you can't theorize about it. Uh, just find any opportunity that you can to act, and uh, and that's the way you learn.
4: And if you do are lucky enough to make some money, save it.
5: Yeah,
3: because <laughs>
4: <And that's laughs> it's not going to go on forever. You have to save it. I mean, not all of it, but you have to. My mother used to call. Pay yourself first. In other words, you take a chunk of everything you make and you put it aside. From then, you
1: pay your bills. I think that's wonderful advice because I think in this industry, we know. I mean, there can be significant stretches where you go without work, and if you haven't paid yourself first, you're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. So that's right. That's, That's right. And so what do you guys have coming up? I know you have the book. You're, you're working on the book, Ghani. And you just you just did recently some Better Call Saul uh, episodes, correct?
4: I did. I was on the last two episodes, I think, of the third season. Oh, nice. But I just went back to Albuquerque. I just did a part in a half-hour comedy pilot oh, for okay. Amazon. It's for
1: Amazon outstanding nice. very unusual pilot don't ask me what it's about <laughs> I, I think it's like people who don't do anything yeah.
3: and
4: i play a kind of a uh, i play a grandma
3: oh. of course
4: but my grandson is Really, something. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he's out of space somewhere.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to seeing that. Uh, and boy, Albuquerque. I hope it
4: sells. I hope it
1: sells. Oh, uh, I'm sure it'll at least get one season on Amazon. You know th- that whole streaming thing has just opened up all kinds of opportunities. I think it has. A- yeah. And Albuquerque also, it's kind of booming now, right? So, I mean, Netflix yes, has made is. a move yes, out and there. Netflix and... just
4: bought a couple of studios.
1: Exactly. So, so always yeah. interesting. And uh, what about you, Bill? What what do you have coming up? or what do you have going on? Uh, not much.
4: He, he doesn't want to do too much, and he really
1: doesn't. He really yeah, wants no. to just well, go I, back off. I, I got to tell you, yeah. I think it's well earned. Yeah, I, th- I think you've earned yeah. a little rest. Well, <laughs> I, right. I tell you what, you guys have just been absolutely wonderful. I can't express to you how honored we are to have you both on the show and join us today. It's it's been incredible. You you much respect to you guys as both actors and your skill and your and your trade and what you do, but more so as people and your successful marriage and. And you as parents, and, and what you do for the people that you inspire. The amount of people, I think, that you've inspired over the years and continue to inspire, I, you know, that's that's hard to do, and I think you guys are just wonderful, and we are so honored that you came on to talk to us. Oh well,
4: thank, thank goodness. Thank much. you very much.
3: Yes, thank you.
4: Oh, absolutely,
1: you. absolutely. Well, best of luck with the book. I can't wait to read it, Bonnie. And Bill, I loved yours. It's fantastic. We're going to send everybody to make sure that everybody gets it. Yes. And Bonnie, you'll definitely have to come back on if the Amazon thing gets picked up, because we'd love to talk to you okay. about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Alrighty. laughs> okay so can we send it off with bill how would you end the show oh, as mr well, feeney you
5: know uh, believe work hard do your best or something like that
1: well uh, you know uh, it doesn't get any better than that sir exactly. it really doesn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again thank you all both so much okay uh, take care thank
0: now you. wow that was amazing <laughs> legends man legends. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> uh, i just Oh my God. Yeah.
0: So many stories. So many. We didn't even touch on him being the president of the Actors Guild. Right. Like, <laughs> actors guild. Yeah.
1: Like, because they've done so exactly. much. Exactly. I mean, and I just, I think, though, my favorite part about just he, the whole conversation is. You can just tell how much they adore and respect each other. Seriously. The back and forth complimenting. Even when they're kind of poking jabs at each other, you can tell it's just so endearing. Exactly. And, I mean, that's how you make 67 years. Exactly. i I
0: love the the basement story oh (laughs) my gosh yeah
1: (laughs) and i love it oh yeah he showed me the diaphragm is that what he was doing Uh, the diaphragm uh, okay yeah
0: (laughs) but yes thank you guys oh Oh my my goodness all right now it is time for the one and only jeremy gordon coming on the show man casting director on stuff like we are the millers we bought a zoo and Our favorite, America 2.0.
1: Absolutely, man. Had the great pleasure of meeting him out in L.A. the last time we were out there for the America 2.0 event. So this is going to be exciting. Hell yeah. All right. Jeremy Gordon, what's up, man? How you guys doing? Oh, dude, we're doing awesome. Living the dream, man. Living the dream. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) Absolutely, bro. Welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm, man. It's been a while since we've seen you. We're excited to have you in. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much. Oh, man. First of 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 all, let us say thank you. It's me and Logan, by the way, tonight. Me and Logan. Uh, and... We just want to say, first of all, thank you and all everybody else associated with America 2.0 for having us out in California uh, to the America 2.0 event. We had an absolute blast hanging out with you guys. Hell huge yeah. fans of the project. Huge fans of all of y'all. And we just wanted to thank you again for uh, having us out there, man.
6: Yeah, of course. We still so appreciate the long journey you took to join us. It was a great event, and we're
1: glad you guys were there. Uh, definitely, man. Of Wouldn't have missed it. Wouldn't have missed it. So what's up, my friend? You have been a busy... Man, I have to imagine casting is, we have so many questions for you. We have a lot of listeners that are trying to get into the industry, a lot of people that want to be an actor. So we have this like insight now with a casting director to get the inside scoop. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> How do you go about it? Well, feel
6: free to ask questions. I'm happy to uh, tell you what I can, you know, uh, answer some questions and Unfortunately, I will sadden
1: people by telling actors there's no real magic. Right. <laughs> no magic answer, no magic button. <laughs> yeah. But happy to answer questions and we'll chat. All right. Awesome. Well, first, uh, let's let let's talk about you a little bit. What, how, was the entertainment industry always something that you kind of wanted to do? Did you know from an early age, this is for me, this is what I want? And if not, where were you going and how did you fall into it? And if yes, was it always the casting side of it or the uh behind the scenes or did you have ambitions in front of the camera let's talk about you a little bit how'd you get started
6: Uh, well uh from an early age i wanted to be an actor and i went to college to study acting on to syracuse
1: yes i'm from i'm from the yes oh are you really yeah born and raised (laughs)
6: amazing yeah that's where i went to college loved every minute of it
1: fantastic he's an orange (laughs) man i'm already sold
6: (laughs) (laughs) all right um so yeah i studied acting and came to california wanting to be an actor uh but was easily convinced in uh less than a year that acting was not what i wanted to do at all just that life was just not for me and uh I think
1: being in front of the camera was something I just realized was also not for me. Mm. That's interesting. So how did you decide to take the leap though? You know, you know you go, you're going to you study, you want to be an actor and then because I think a lot of people that we hear from are and maybe that you can kind of talk to this on both for yourself and as a casting director. We have so many people who are just Terrified to take the leap out to L.A. Yeah. to try to do it. What What would you say to them? What What made you or inspired you or gave you the courage to make the jump out there? And what would you say to people who are maybe scared to do it?
6: Uh, what gave me the courage? I don't know if it was really a question. It was what was going to happen. I mean, I was going to college to study acting to go to L.A. to be an actor. I don't know if there was ever another
3: conversation. I wasn't going to study acting and then go to Minnesota or right. Boston, yeah, right. somewhere else, especially at that time before there were other places you could really go, exactly. it was going to LA. So it was never
6: not a conversation. Uh, you know. But I think also in my life,
3: that's sort of how I treat everything. I, you just go for it. I don't really yeah. hold back with things, otherwise if you don't take those risks you're, you're not going to get those
6: benefits. So it was always something I was going to do. Uh, and I came out here and when I decided it wasn't for me, I quickly moved to teaching because the people in my family were teachers. Okay. So I went and got a master's in education and I was a school teacher for seven
0: years oh, wow. before even the thought of getting back into the
6: industry and in casting came to be. And I was just in the right place at the right time and someone offered me an opportunity to try my hand at casting while I was teaching, and I fell in love with it and realized that's what I was supposed to do, that's what I was supposed to be, And. That's why I studied acting so that I could be a better casting director and sort of speak the language, so
1: they say. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love that story about yeah. how you just kind of fell into and it was meant to be, and that's why you did what you did. And, and I mean, sometimes that's just it, right? You take the leap, you have faith, and, and it works out because it's meant to happen. I, right. I feel like, right. yeah, that that's fantastic. So. Uh, okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, in the right place, in the right time. So how did you start to get into the whole casting process, and and how does that work? I mean, how, how do you even get involved in casting?
6: Uh, well, I was hired by uh, a producer I know to cast some horror films. These were, you know, low-budget, campy horror films. Mm-hmm. Right. I uh, didn't really know what I was doing, but sort of made, made it up as I went along, and Uh, I'm sure I made a lot of mistakes, and then went and got jobs with other casting directors so I could learn how to do it for real, and just sort of went from there. It was sort of learning on the job. I did not do the traditional route of starting as an intern or a casting assistant. I started
3: as a casting director, uh, and then sort of backtracked uh, to an associate. But never really did the
6: whole route that a lot of people take, which can be very time-consuming. And I guess I was lucky that way. Uh, but it, so yeah, that's how I sort of
1: skipped a few steps by knowing a few people, I suppose. Awesome! Awesome! Always helps. <laughs> Always yeah, helps definitely. to know people. Right? <laughs> um. So, so for for the listeners out there, what what's the difference between the casting director and a casting associate? Like like what what are the duties for each there?
6: Well, it sort of depends on the office. I mean, obviously it's a title thing, Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, everything is the casting director's responsibility, and the associate works for the casting director. Uh, I've been very lucky in the offices that I've worked in as an associate to be given a lot of responsibility, so it's a lot of us just doing everything together. Mm -hmm. Um, The associate is usually involved with most of the steps of the process, but... Legally, I guess the casting director closes the deals and does everything official, um... But it's just sort of a team effort,
1: and it's it's the next step before you become the casting director. So now, like, what what do you guys go through? Demo reels? Do you do you have files of people that you think might be? A, what's the approach when you're looking to cast a film or a TV show? How do you even start out? Is is does the producer and the director come to you and say, "I have these people in mind" or "these type people in mind," and they give you this list, or is it? Do you have a lot of say in which people? You, you have or how does that whole process work sort
6: of a combination of everything uh, you know directors and producers have people that they're interested in whether they're you know, very specific people or specific types and we have our sort of mental rolodexes or
3: I don't know people still keep actual files on actors <laughs> but, Right. You know, we from past
6: projects we have lists of actors that we like um, and we speak to agents and managers and they pitch clients and we go through the clients that they submit and it's a lot of uh looking at demo reels or self-tapes or just you know calling an actors that we don't know that we want to meet for a specific project and having them come in and audition and see how it goes um we call an actors that we do know that have auditioned for us before so it's sort of a combination of
1: everything awesome and now do you guys are you guys the ones who do the the cattle calls uh, also i mean do you do you do cold reads and find people that way as well um
6: no um Kettle calls is, I don't know if that's something from the past or more for theater, perhaps. I don't know. We don't do that for film and TV. You have to have an actual audition, uh, an appointment through your agent or manager. It's not just, you know, just come between this time and this time if you'd like to. Uh, so we don't do that, um, although I guess I can't speak for every casting director, but. Um, that's
1: not how, how i've ever done it no and, and that's good information to know because i think that's the general idea that you yeah. know you see in so many different things that oh no look it's an open call you can just yeah. show up and make this cold read and get a part and i think a lot of people are disillusioned by that and think that that's the way it really works so it's good to hear that it's not like that you do have to come out there and get a manager get an agent and actually kind of make get the booking done that way um at, yeah so, and it's time consuming i mean people come
6: to la they, I, I, I often hear from actors oh i'm I'm coming for two months, I'm coming for two weeks, I'm coming for pilot season, and they expect to have a certain amount of success, and what they don't realize is you can't just step off the plane in L.A. and start getting auditions. It exactly. Takes, literally takes years for actors to do the legwork, to make the connections and start meeting people before they'll even get an agent or manager and start getting bigger auditions for bigger projects.
1: But, right. Uh, you know, we're and, years. Yeah, and that's important. That's another important point. I think that, I mean, it's work. You don't just go out there and become an overnight success. Exactly. You got to put work into it. You got to be committed. You got to be able to ride it when it's not happening and, and not get discouraged. And yeah. I think that's important for people to know. That's right. So, okay. So, um, what do you look for? Like like when you go to cast a pride, what are you looking for specifically uh, coming from your standpoint when you're going to cast a role? Is it is it a combination of raw talent is it they fit the part physically and can act or like what are the the priorities that you list off in order of like when you're going to cast a role there really is no cut and dry it's definitely a
6: combination of everything and it depends on the project uh you know if you're casting someone who needs to look like a specific person from history but really it's do you look the part do we believe you in this part? And what do we see in the audition? There's, you know, a lot of actors that look the part that just, they don't feel it. They don't feel the right age, or it's not the right vibe, or they just didn't sell it in their audition. You know, great actors sometimes have terrible auditions, and it really is a combination of everything. It's very subjective. It's how we feel about that actor at a given moment in time, Right. Uh, it's very hard to just pinpoint any specific thing, but it's all very subjective.
1: Uh, okay, I mean, fair enough. Now, when they, when you make a decision, how does the whole process go down? Is that when you say, okay, we want this person? Now we'd like another person to read with them to maybe see if they because I, I would assume chemistry has a lot to do with it when you start casting people together, correct? Yes, depending on the project, uh, there's not always a
6: chemistry read, but it depends on the project and the roles. Some projects will have specific actors chemistry reading together to see if they work together but it doesn't always work that well that way and sometimes actors show up on set and they you know have a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they've never met before and there just has to be chemistry
1: absolutely absolutely now is your approach different when you approach television and film or pretty much the same with when you go to cast it
3: Um, i guess same idea television is a much
6: faster paced beast I mean, the, the show shoots when the show shoots every eight days ten days whatever it is you have a shorter amount of time to cast a specific episode whereas a movie you can sometimes be
1: on the same film for months and months and really be able to take your time so right. same idea just sort of a different speed in the process do you have a one a one or the other that you that you like more um,
6: not necessarily i used to think that i was more a movie guy but having worked on more tv now uh i you know, there, there's pros and cons to both. I mean, TV—you get to see your work so quickly. If you're working on a series that's that's currently airing, you get to see your work every few weeks. There's another episode that you cast. Yeah, it sort of just depends on the project.
1: Awesome. So, so when you cast for a television series and say it is it is a series and not just like a mini series or a one shot, um, you, you stay on. You I mean, you cast throughout the season. Yes. Uh,
6: yeah. Usually, it's the entire season. I'm currently doing cloak and dagger and we're we've been
1: on since august and we're on
6: uh i
3: think it's into sometime into february
1: oh that's That's fantastic. I mean, first of all, I'm jealous as all get-out because I'm a huge comic book nerd since birth. And the fact that you do Cloak & Dagger, and I saw on the resume the Wolverine, and I'm just like, this guy, I I just want to be him for a day. (laughs) (laughs) um, We had Wayne Perry on uh, as a guest, and he was fantastic. You know, he's been on Cloak & Dagger and in Venom and different things. (laughs) We're not going to ask you too much because we know the limo will come up and take you out, and we don't want that. Marvel's pretty tight with about (laughs) how they handle their stuff, so... Um, congratulations on that, though. I mean, Marvel is, Thank like, you. the big thing right now, and the fact that you're involved in the whole MCU yeah. and Marvel Studios and, and all of that little family, that's impressive, man. I, I gotta tell you, that's an impressive thing right now. The Mouse House seems to be kicking some serious ass out there. Yeah, I
3: appreciate it. It's, it's actually a lot of fun working on
6: this show, and they're a great group to work with.
1: I bet. So we got to ask, because as we mentioned, we're huge fans of America 2.0. Yes. I just thought the entire concept was, I mean, I had heard of the old, unfortunately, I'm old enough, uh, not that old, but old enough to have known what a radio serial is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, J-Lo thought it was Fruit Loops, but no. well, whatever, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, But, you know, so I, I'm familiar with the format, but the idea of this, this you know, serialized podcast was really interesting to me. And the cast that you were able to pull together for this was just freaking phenomenal. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I mean, it, it's uh, and we say it all the time. We we tag it all the time, but I mean, it's true. It's the hottest podcast in the country and and really the the world right now. You guys are in the top ten in almost every uh, format that you can listen to a podcast on all over all over the world. And for anybody who's been living under a rock and doesn't know, this man right here, Jeremy Gordon, pulled together. And, and we could talk about that if you had some assistance, if it was all you and take all the credit. No, I'm <laughs> just, uh, but a phenomenal cast. Patrick J. Adams from Suits, Lawrence Fishburne from The Matrix. You've got uh, Kate Walsh and Shanola Hampton from Shameless. Oh my gosh, uh, who else? Uh, Ming Na Wah and Autumn Reeser and Spencer Garrett and just like all these yeah. amazing people. And I'm like, how does anyone start to even pull that type of a cast together? Yeah. How does that happen? Well, it's definitely a team effort. I could, you know. In casting,
6: it's never something we can take all the credit for. It's a, it's a team effort. Uh, you know, it who comes up with the idea, a lot of these were personal connections, calling in favors, uh, but the material was amazing enough that we could get attention from actors of this caliber who wanted to be involved with it. And in fact, we had other actors that we just didn't have enough roles for
1: who wanted to be part of this. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, It's definitely a team effort, you know, Spencer
6: Garrett knows a lot of people.
3: He's the, one of the most
1: well-connected people, I would say, i ever met. Yeah. So. He was working the room for sure At when, when we oh, were yeah. there at the American Point, That guy knows his stuff for sure. And just a great guy. I mean, all of y'all, let me first say that. I'm sure yeah, that a seriously. lot of people involved in working on this project were happy to work. Because all of you involved in the making of this project and the behind the scenes of the, are just the greatest people, man. You guys really love what you do. You have passion for it. And that shows. So that's got to help when you're trying to attract people onto the project as well.
6: Oh, And, you know, by that point, the people that we were speaking to were very specific and we wanted these specific people who liked the material and then, you know, selling it to them by sitting down with them. It was a great experience. Uh, We sort of all are still a little dumbfounded at the cast that we got and we're so happy and so
1: lucky. And everyone has worked really well together. It worked out really well. Yeah. And for a lot of people who, who, like I said, were living under a rock, not familiar with the story, um, it, it's a political drama. Uh, and it uh, it's this idea of a first-term congressman who decides that he's going to run for president and his platform and premise is to basically fix the economy and start to fix the country by offering everybody in the country a million dollars, every citizen in the country a million dollars. Um, but the brilliance of this show, and and I always like to say I compared it like if I was doing my elevator pitch, it's it was like the West Wing meets the newsroom. I thought it was absolutely brilliant the way it was written. I think it highlighted no matter what side you fall politically, I thought it was was fair it it represented i thought both the right and the left very fairly while our main character is is to the left and a liberal i i felt like it balanced it very well and and i think that's what one of the reasons why it was so successful because i think that's what we're lacking right now is civility and being able to listen to the other side and realize there's more in common than not, and if we could just sit down and actually talk, and I think this podcast and this show did that. It, it gave you an opportunity to sit down and, and rationally listen to each side, and it did it creatively and in a way that was entertaining, and I think that's why it was one of the reasons it was so successful and took off the way it did, honestly, man. I have to agree. I, I, I,
6: one of the things that attracted me to the project was, I don't want to give too much away about the series if people haven't heard it yet, but it really is representative of both sides, and uh, we didn't want to bash anybody we wanted people to take a look at politics in a positive way and hopefully we can get there for real
1: again absolutely absolutely and and like i said it was it was brilliantly done it's fantastic uh script by uh david carlisle and j.s mayank and it's a nice little twist we're not going to give it away for people who haven't heard it but they I, i thought it was creative in the way they did things um, yeah. And we're hoping—I I really like, too, that we learned that it was actually approached as a TV show, correct? I mean, the goal was to actually try to make it a television pilot, and then you guys decided to break it up and do this approach in the podcast, right? Yeah, so it was
6: originally given to me as a pilot script, and uh, when I suggested to JS that we have a table read so we can hear it out loud, it was sort of there that the idea of making this pilot script into a six-episode podcast was born— because usually making waiting for a pilot to ever get made and, and turned into a series is so time-consuming and difficult and impossible. We thought we can give this to the public on our own terms and make this into something. And from that, people will know what it is and then perhaps the road... To turning it into
1: a series uh, might be a little easier right well i'm there hoping so. i mean it's obviously like i said the hottest thing in the country as far as podcasts go right now and it's it has gotten a lot of attention from a lot of major people um so i'm hoping so i think uh, the majority of the people i know that have listened to it and a lot of our fans that listen to our podcast they want it. they want a tv series so yeah. i'm hoping it works for you guys i'm hoping you can get it me too we- we we'll would be one of the first to know when uh, when there's something that we can share we'll, Absolutely. We'll, we'll be telling everybody. I'm sure. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, fingers crossed, man. I'm, I'm really hoping that that works out. Uh table read. bringing up that is is that a standard thing or is there are there just certain projects you want to hear out loud when you try to cast it that that you that you do How how familiar or how normal is that process of a table read before You're before it's greenlit it after you count project right uh, to bring your cast together and hear the specific people in their roles
6: reading it together it's not something that's usually done ahead of time uh but this was a script that i loved so much and having already had work with jf before not uh, something i wanted to do for him so he could hear the words out loud and it, it was really special to be sitting there Listening to it out loud and watching
1: these light bulbs go off in his Yeah, I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Like I said, we were lucky enough to be out there for the event, and you could just see the passion on all y'all's faces when your guys are talking about it. And the cast is, and of course Jack Coleman. You yeah. know, I just I, so many people keep popping in my head that this cast yeah. is just insane. <laughs> yeah. So, um, congratulations on all of the success for that man. And like I said, fingers crossed that that the series works out and that way and that we get to see that. So, so we we talked briefly a little bit about. Uh, what you do as a casting director and everything now uh, it, maybe for the fans who don't know or for the listeners who don't know do you have a company that you work for are you hired by studios or or individual projects or freelance why don't you explain a little bit about how you go about that yeah so i freelance uh i have my own
3: company uh jeremy gordon casting very special name <laughs> uh, i freelance and i work either for studios or networks or other
6: casting directors I have a production company with Spencer Garrett for more of our producing on called Garrett Gordon Productions. But in terms of casting, it's just very freelance. I don't work with one place uh, forever. It's just different projects, different times. So Cloak & Dragger is now. Pilot season will be something different. And it's sort of just an ever-evolving, ever-changing job
3: scene for me which uh, is kind of
1: exciting yeah i would imagine so i mean the the constant pace and the change and the things yeah i would imagine pilot season has just got to be this behemoth of an ad- uh, undertaking yeah. when it comes to casting though right i mean do you find your do, when that comes up are you casting several different series at once are you bouncing around are you focused on one or two or how does that i mean because casting season yeah, I mean, pilots you're just
6: on. One, uh, I guess there are some big offices that may have a few pilots if they have a bunch of casting directors in the office, but I usually work on one pilot, uh, and it's incredibly fast-paced and stressful and crazy long hours. It's a few months of, of pilot season hell, and then it's over. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty intense.
1: I, I can only imagine. I Man, I... Uh... So let, let's talk the, the industry is kind of like going through a little change I think it evolves every day really but how do, as a casting director how are you how do you feel about this movement towards cutting the cord and the streaming and and the binge watching and, and like the idea of pushing out all, your series all at once for people to be able to watch and moving away more from the network type you know standard of doing are you are you happy with that do you like that do you like the direction that it's all kind of moving in? Uh, I do
6: like it. Uh, First of all, it's happening, so why fight it? But I do, uh, I like it. I think it's time for a major shift in how everything works in the industry, and why not this way? I mean, I I like that I can hop online and watch an entire season of a show when I feel like it. Uh, I sort of like that, and I find that I enjoy some shows more being able to just keep watching and keep watching as opposed to, you know, 22 episodes over nine
1: months. Right, absolutely. And you you have an interesting point of view because you do both film and television. Do you buy the idea that this that movies that are being made for, like, Netflix and Amazon are killing the box office and or this fight between should they be theatrically released before they're on there? uh Well, I mean, what's your thought process on that? What, what do you... I mean, it, there's got to be... I, f- I feel there's got to be a way where both can work. Yeah. It should I be... I don't know a- what the battle is. If people are making movies specifically
6: for Netflix or Hulu, then they're not being made for the big screen. So I don't know what the battle is. I mean, you, you make film you make a theatrical release film or you make a film for tv there's plenty of made for tv movies it's just made for different platforms so uh, yeah i don't have i don't have a
3: problem with that
1: at all that's a, it's an interesting take because yeah. i you know you you see this argument all the time about how they want their films to have oscar contention but they've got to they've got to have a, a release for a period of time to qualify and yeah. but they want it That being said, they want it directly on Netflix or directly on Amazon. I don't know. I I, I find the whole thing kind of interesting. But I'm with you. I mean, I think if you're going to make a theatrical-type film, it should be a theatrical release. I mean, it shouldn't be an issue of where it's going to go. I I agree with you on that. And So we've got a couple of other big things going on in the industry, and I I would think that both affect you and what you do in a big way, and that's— the Me Too movement and social media. So let's, if you don't mind, talk about both of those for a little bit. Have you seen a change in the industry in the way you approach casting with the current movement going on? Um, is it a wave that's made things more difficult or maybe more easy now that things have been brought out to the forefront and, and the way it's kind of playing out as someone who's responsible for casting roles and seeing the interaction of people? How, how has that affected what you do? if it has it's not affected me at all because i've never had any issues
6: treating actors with respect so it really has not changed for me uh i haven't changed my approach in in how i speak with actors or what we do in the audition room so no it hasn't changed i guess sure and in my mind is always making sure that you're treating actors with respect but that's always been something for me so it hasn't really affected me personally in my casting rooms Uh, but I I guess overall I would think that there is definitely a sense from above from the studios and networks you know, there's definitely more paperwork and, and more conversations about uh, actors and what is okay, but it, personally, it has not sort of creeped into my offices.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear that Um, and that it hasn't affected too much because, I mean, we've had a couple people on say it the other way, that they've gotten cautious with the way they approach auditioning. So I was just wondering how, on the flip side of that, if it had changed with maybe how you approach taking auditions. And so social media, it, again, I mean... It, it it seems like if you don't have a million followers, something's wrong. So, what, what's your approach as a casting director when maybe somebody comes in who has you know five thousand followers, and somebody that comes in who's got five million? Does that does that play into anything in your decision when you're trying to cast? Only if that's the direction we've been given
6: uh, from the producers. So is, it, casting directors do not cast by social media numbers, uh, but there are roles that are specifically for example, written for social media influencers uh, or projects that specifically want actors with a large social media following, but it is not something that we in casting look for. So I'm going to bring in this person over this person because they have more Twitter followers. We don't do that unless that's the direction that we've been given. Um, I think having a social media following is important, but there are plenty of projects where you're told specifically to not talk about it at all on social media. So, you know, (laughs) it's kind of a personal decision how active you want to be on social media, and sometimes
3: it works to your advantage and sometimes it doesn't.
1: There you go, I, and I—you I, can't get more straightforward yeah. than that. It can be a useful tool, but then, like you said, it can also backfire. Or sometimes it's a—it's a great marketing tool that you're not allowed to use because you're not allowed to talk about the project. So, yeah, right. I, I think you addressed that perfectly. <laughs> so, uh, what do you have coming up? You said you got pilot season coming up. Are you currently working on anything that you can talk about, or <laughs> uh, we know?
6: weekends and then it's pilot season so i don't know what is up next uh, we usually get our pilot assignments towards the end of january so i'll be on cloak and dagger until then and then we'll see what pilot season brings well,
1: man, oh man exciting that's, that's, stuff that's, well listen dude we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us yeah uh like Absolutely. i said we cannot we cannot praise you guys enough we think you know we need more people like you all in the industry uh i think what you guys do and the ap- approach that you do it with and the passion that you do it with is is just phenomenal you're you're good people you not only is your pro- are your project solid and everything that you associate with good but it, more importantly you're good people and yeah. we need we need more of that and you guys are just fantastic and like i said we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us man yeah we appreciate
6: all the support you've given us and uh Thanks for all the kind words, and uh, I'm sure we'll keep in contact. So, thank you guys
1: so much. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, we will definitely be in touch with you. And listen, anytime you want to come on and, and and just shoot the shit, or you got a project you want to promote yeah, that you're anything. allowed to talk about, uh, you know, <laughs> that open invite, man, to, to you and all y'all guys. Just whenever you guys want to come on, just give us a call, and we'll make it happen, man. That uh, sounds good. I appreciate it. Yep. Fantastic, bro. You have a good rest of the night, and we'll be in touch soon, man. All right. Sounds good. You too. All right. Take care now. Good night. Bye-bye.
0: Woo. Yeah, Man. it's just awesome to get that point of view because we talk about so often about how people come in and they get asked about their social media numbers. Well, if they're asked to do that from the producer, then it makes sense, but not on every not on every audition that happens right
1: and i mean that's good to hear because you know we do hear about it from so many of the the guests that we've had on actors and stuff so it's good to know that it's well i don't know if you want to say it's good to know it's coming from the studios or the producers but it is nice to know it's not coming from the cast that you heard it guys and gals right from a casting director's mouth they do not cast that way unless told to so if you miss out on a role because you didn't have enough followers don't blame the casting people that's somewhere it's coming from above it's them a so yeah. um it very i just i love it and cute like, yeah. come on man <laughs> <laughs> um what a great guy there. yeah and seriously. best of luck seriously to him and spencer i love that him and spencer by the way and if you haven't listened to the show with j.s myonk and spencer garrett uh go check that out we'll yeah. post a link to that one Hell too. yeah um for america 2.0 but i love that they have a production company yeah there. that's awesome i mean that's fantastic yeah they seem like they're a good fit hell yeah they, yeah, really they both do. know how to work a room and and, and make a pitch don't yeah, they so honestly <laughs> all
0: right now it is time for the top five. Oh man this one was hard top five christmas movies tis the season guys tis i gotta the be season. honest
2: i'm a i'm a pull what y'all pull sometimes where i have more than one for
0: don't one. lie you do it too
2: not very often. Yeah, it's true. Not I mean, as often as you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did this it's time. It's true.
1: Okay. It's
2: true. Because Christmas is the time to be generous. That's right. It's That's five. okay.
1: I have seven too because I couldn't come up with five. I, I mean. Yeah. One.
2: <clears throat> well, I sort of, I kind of tried to break them down into categories. So.
1: There you oh. go. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I bet we have a lot of duplicates. Probably. Because, I mean, everybody loves Christmas. And, and there's not,
2: I mean, there's a lot, but there's not that many. Right. Yeah. You know, right. It's sort of a limited category.
1: All right. Let's hear what you got.
2: <clears throat> so... Probably my number one is Elf because I love Zoe Deschanel, I love Will Ferrell, and she's a good
1: and uh, a former guest, Ed Asner. Mr. Uh Ed Asner, and it's just
2: it's just funny. It was. Um, And then number two is A Christmas Story because growing up that was one of the ones that we watched every year, no matter what. We always watched on Christmas Day. So uh, for number three, um, this is going to be kind of also nostalgic but like tied as the Santa Claus mm. and how That's the Grinch how stole Christmas the Santa
1: Claus mm, yeah. is nostalgic <laughs> okay.
2: well, for people born because <laughs> you know, you I've got
1: people born before that and I've got some on my list for that.
2: <laughs> so anyway uh, so it's tied with how the Grinch stole Christmas um, either the animated or the live action honestly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then I have four animated ones Charlie Brown Christmas slash mm. Nightmare Before Christmas Oh, um, and then for ones that are like kind of Christmassy, but also kind of dramas, I have The Family Stone slash The Holiday.
1: Oh, nice, interesting. Yeah, the, holiday. the Holiday, yeah. Holiday so, was good. That's, that's mine. All right, Lil, Lil Cam, Cam, by the way, has hey. joined us. Woo-hoo! Late arrival, but she is here just in time. Yep, yep. I have to pull up my top five. There okay. it is.
2: Oh, you have mine. Okay. That... Okay, so I had Elf. Mm. Of course. And How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Of course. <laughs> and Charlie Brown.
1: <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> and then I had Rudolph. Oh,
1: Rudolph. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And the first Home Alone because Logan finally made me start watching this. That's right.
1: Yes. <laughs> Little Cam had not seen I Home had, Alone. M- yeah, Like 19 years on this earth, she had not seen Home Alone. Yeah, I'm sorry. One,
0: she still hasn't seen the second one. Oh, mm, my gosh. I know. That's
2: why it's not on the list. <laughs> uh,
0: it's so frustrating. <laughs> but anyway, my top five, Jack Frost. Uh, oh, that was a good one. Yes, a Christmas Story, of yes. course. Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yes. The Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes. And Home Alone 2.
1: I mean, see, like, okay, we've got a lot of duplicates. Because guess what's on my list, too? Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh A Christmas Story. Uh uh, Elf. Uh The Santa Claus. Uh, Yeah, Uh Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Christmas Vacation. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You got to have Christmas Vacation, right? And then uh, for people of... Older nature um, <laughs> Two classics Miracle on 34th Street The original With Natalie Wood I mean mm-hmm. it, God Such a beauty That That's a great And it's a, uh, it, It's a wonderful life It's a wonderful life <laughs> It's a wonderful <laughs> life Yeah Because they're classics You, you know. gotta have It's a wonderful Hell yeah. life
0: Hell Miracle
2: yeah.
3: on 34th Street Oh man You'll Jim. shoot your eye out That's right <laughs>
0: That's
1: right <laughs> <laughs> Yes There's well, always a song There baby. is always, <laughs> always
2: a song Is <laughs> it a song I feel like that's more Of like a mock Yeah but you just chant. sang it So yeah. Like, that that's thing. what they did that's true that's, that's true. true
1: all right word of the, of the day. day we're gonna keep with the theme of christmas La and the word of the, of the day, day today is yule. Yule. yule yule y-u-l-e yule it is of british origin and it simply means christmas and or the christmas season Ooh, as I in am. yule tide or yule log yule tide Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Or you'll have shit. a Merry Christmas. You'll. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go. Yes, that's right. You'll get
2: lots of presents. I was hoping you'd make the joke cuz I almost did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Got you. Yeah. Yes. That's funny shit. All right, box office predictions. I don't know what I did last week because I, I mean it's, it was the same movies for three weeks, and you know, and get, uh, but anyway, new movies coming out this week. Once Upon a Deadpool is finally coming oh. out.
1: Oh, yeah. The only F word in this one is
0: Fred. Yeah. Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm excited for that one. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be good.
0: I'm really interested to see what that's going to be like. Yeah? Um, Mortal Engines, The Mule with um, oh, man. Bradley I Cooper am so, and, and Clint Eastwood, uh, yeah. which I'm
1: loving because it's like the
0: passing of the baton, mm-hmm. I think. It's going to be epic. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh my gosh, is that this week too? That's this week. I'm going
1: to be at the movies a lot this
0: week. (laughs) And then movies that are already out, The Grinch, Bohemian Rhapsody, Overlord, The Nutcracker, and The Four Realms, Fantastic Beast sequel, Instant Family, which I hear more and more people talking about it every day. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen
1: it, go see it. Great film. Yeah, it's
0: pretty awesome. Uh, Widows, Riles Breaks the Internet, and Creed 2. This week, I think, number one, Will be Spider Man into the Spider Universe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. With thirty to thirty five million. Yeah. I can believe it. Mm-hmm. It's it looks I, good. not that
2: there's not other great things going up against it, but Marvel, man, it's hard to hard to compete with yeah, anything I mean. Marvel. Yeah.
0: And I mean that was the one that they showed at the end of the Venom trailer. Yeah. So Yeah. It's crazy. And number two I think will be the mule with seventeen to twenty million. Number three, I think, will be Once Upon a Deadpool with fifteen million. Mm-hmm. Number four, I think, will be Mortal Engines with around eh, twelve million. Number five, I think, The Grinch, with around seven to ten million. Mm. I
2: can see that for Deadpool because probably a lot of people are like, "Well, I already saw the first one. Why don't I to see it again?" So yeah, I can exactly. Because it it's do like as well. the
0: it's like a remake of the second one, but it's like a PG thirteen version. Yeah, yeah, like apparently with it's got scenes. like a new scenes and a, yeah. a, a
1: bit of a different storyline. So yeah. I, I. I I and, don't know. And
0: from the trailer, because, I mean, you know, they break the fourth wall all the time anyway. Yeah. But from the trailer, it looks kind of Christmas themed. It does. Well,
1: yeah. Well, I have no idea. They're building it as a holiday film. <laughs> yeah. Which... Gosh. So uh, I don't yeah. need uh, with Fred Savage. Yeah, with Fred. I mean, savage. <laughs> we can't escape the Savage Brothers, right? Like, yeah, like Mr. Feeney on the show. Yeah, right. We know? had Mr. Feeney and talked about you know, you know, you
2: yeah. know. Now we just need the actual Savage Brothers. Yeah, like,
1: both Ooh, of them. Oh my gosh, that'd be epic. Fred and Ben. We should. Yeah. have, Yes, Savage Square. <laughs> savage Square. Let's make that happen. Come <laughs> on, Savage it. guys. Let's do it. You know. Let's do it, Savage. Uh, l- 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 let's call Bill back and see if we can make that happen. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're real
0: nice, Mr. Matthews. You and your brother. That's right. All right. All right, Billboard, thank you, thank you. Billboard chart toppers, uh, Hot 100, Ariana Grande's back in there after being kicked off. Uh, she was like number two for the past two weeks, but mm. now she's back at number one with Thank You Next, which that music video has been streamed so many times on I YouTube. think she jumped
1: back into the number one spot because of James Corden's Thank You Next Tribute you think so? to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my, or it could
2: be because of her music video. That, no, that's yeah.
1: true. But if you haven't seen the the spoof of it that James Corden does with Jeff Goldblum, yeah. you, you gotta watch <laughs> It's absolutely hilarious. Oh, Him bad. on the bed in his jammies with his feet yeah. looking at the love oh book. My God. Oh my God. You gotta watch it. <laughs> that's it's funny fantastic. as shit. Uh, and then the
0: uh, top 200 albums Meek Mill's new album Championships, which is pretty good. I reviewed that in Fantastic Reviews if you want to go listen. Uh, and an honorable mention: A Star Is Born soundtrack is still in top ten. Yes. Yeah, so yes. I mean, and
1: mm. I bet jumps back to number one. After the Golden Globes and the Oscars, oh shit, probably because I mean, it's gonna get shallows and all that whole side is gonna get a ton of play after yeah. the, after the award season because yeah. people are gonna be like, oh shit, yeah, especially when they sing it on the shows. Exactly, people that are is. gonna be like, shit, I gotta go see this movie yeah. and buy the soundtrack. It's gonna I mean, be
0: crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. It but is. anyway, guys, thank you for tuning into the show this week. Oh, it was a whole lot of fun. Holy moly, and all that good stuff. Make sure to follow us at all of our social media handles: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Crazy Ant Media. Twitter, Crazy Ant Media. Media. Instagram, Crazy Ant Media. Media. No more underscores. No No more underscores. We were kind of sad about that. I know. I I know. It's sad. It's just crazy. crazy And media. media. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a website, crazyantmedia.com. And you can like and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get podcasts now. We're getting it out everywhere. It's like literally everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Inside the Crazy Ant Forum, subscribe, like, rate, comment all that good shit and one more thing
3: we love oprah underscore